Episode four, Vulgar Tech coming at you. Uh, I, I have to start off with uh, a correction. I mean, there's actually a few corrections in the last episode, and I was going to make a note of them, and I've now forgotten almost all of them. But uh, right off the bat, uh, the correction uh, as per Periscope uh, and, and my issues with it. Now, not Periscope's fault, not necessarily Twitter's fault, Uh Kind of my fault, but also like, eh, how was I to know? Kind of thing. Um, there's a if you want like utmost security in your uh, online accounts so that people can't like hack them. I'm not talking about the NSA or anything. I'm saying like uh, what we were talking about last week with the phishing. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying, where people are like, oh, you know, I'll type in your password, blah blah. blah. Now uh, the Outside of saving the password to your browser and things like that, let's say you're on a you know in a coffee shop or something like that, the the absolute best way is what's called two factor authentication, and what that means is using two different devices that only you would be able to access uh, to verify that you are who you say you are. And I have that turned on for Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, Google, uh, and my iCloud, aka. Apple, various Apple accounts, and my Dropbox, and ooh, probably five or six other things. And what happens is, uh, in my case, I use my phone as the as the second factor. And so, for instance, if you were to find out my Twitter password and go to Twitter.com and log in as me, it's going to say, uh, type in the four-digit code we sent to you. That's all it's going to say. Now, on my phone, I will get a text message that's like, hey – Type in this code. If I go on Facebook uh, from a new computer, and this happens whenever I have a new computer or update my operating system and things like that, I'll go to log into Facebook and it won't let me in. And it'll say like, it'll send a message to my phone, not a text message. It'll send a message to my Facebook app on my phone that's like, hey, they're trying to, this thing's trying to access. Is that, is that you? Is that, is cool? that you that's is trying to access good? this? Because like we got a guy in Phoenix that's on a Mac Three minutes ago, is that you? And it's like, yeah, I'm in Phoenix. That was about three minutes ago. Yeah, that was me. And then it also gave me a code. Now, uh, on the plus side, it, it's great. Why are you are breathing like a like a like a no, like a Sasquatch? Is, are told, you okay? No, like, I told you, you my nose is a little. I'm, I'm dealing with a little bit of a nose stuff issue. Okay. I mean, it's it's okay. It just it's weird. I'll breathe off mic. Yeah, please do. It's like it's. I feel like somebody's about to like cornhole me. You know, it's a, <sighs> like anybody listening to this on headphones is going to be like checking like behind them every three minutes uh, or three seconds. Really, well, if I, I can contribute to anyone's paranoia, it's always a good okay, thing. Okay, well then there you go. Um, it just it concerns me. I'm just <laughs> like, are you okay? Do you have breathing issues? Is the... Yeah, no, I'm just stuffed. All right, right okay, well, whatever then. Um, uh, on the plus side, two-factor authentication, greatest thing in the world, you know what I mean? Theoretically. You know, it's uh, unless you have my phone, which, you know, I've got the Touch ID, so unless you have my phone, my thumbprint, and whatever computer you're trying to log into the something with, 
Um, you can't hack your You're account. fucked. Yeah. You're fucked. And if you have all those things, I'm probably dead. And so fucking have, <laughs> have at it. I mean, have a ball. I don't You've know. already promised me that I get that. That's right. I got me. You made me your Facebook uh, mm-hmm. executor. Basically, yeah, yeah. You're the, you uh, you inherit my Facebook when I die, according to Facebook. Whatever. I don't know how. And that's the thing. I don't know how that works with two factor authentication. The weird thing is that companies use two factor authentication. Um, the the companies that do use it are like, yeah, you should do two factor authentication. Like it's a good idea. But then because it's relatively new, like when the last uh, you know two years that any company has bothered with two factor authentication. Um, they haven't like let developers know that are making apps for these various things that that you know like building on top of let's say the Twitter uh, interface. Uh, a good example: I went to Kinko's up the road to print a uh, a non disclosure agreement so I could for a client that I was working with, and they were like, "Yeah, you need to print it out and sign it, and then." scan it and send it back to us and i was like can't you just send me a pdf i can digitally sign it you know i have my digital signature on my computer i can just drop it on there and they were like no no no. that one needs like a physical signature and i'm like fucking doesn't you wouldn't know any better (laughs) like you literally have would have no idea if i just did it in photoshop whatever fine so go to kinko's um and uh you know i looked it up ahead of time i was like what how, how does one print something at kinko's these days and they were like Oh yeah, just you know, you can use Dropbox or you know Google Docs or all this different stuff. And I was like, well, that's convenient. All right, so I I saved it to both my Google Docs and my Dropbox. I go up now, mind you, both of those accounts I'm using two-factor authentication with. So when Kinkos is like, log into your Google account, I was like, all right, and it's like, nope. And I was like, all right, Dropbox, nope. Now I should have gotten an alert on my phone that's like, hey, this thing's trying to access it. Use this password instead. But I didn't get that. Instead, they just told me to fuck off. So as I'm at the Kinkos, I had to copy a file from Dropbox and throw it in. I had to download a program called Box.com, which I would never <laughs> otherwise use. Uh, not to say anything against them. Maybe they're great, but I have no reason to use them. I've got enough of these fucking <laughs> yeah. accounts. So I, I downloaded an app called Box.com uh, and copied a file from Dropbox to Box.com, did not use two-factor authentication on Box.com, and then logged into my Box.com account at Kinko's so I could use this fucking file. It's bullshit. Now, yes, that's more Kinko's fault than Dropbox's fault, but Dropbox should have should have done something where they lock out Kinko's. They should have been like, hey, no, you can't. You have to use, we're using a new system. And or make it backwards compatible. So if they haven't updated their system, Dropbox sends me a message to my phone where I have push notifications from Dropbox turned on and says, hey, you're using the old API. Here's the, here's the password you should use. So best guess, yes or no, uh, when you eventually do kick the bucket, does that mean that I get your phone, whatever phone you have at that time? Well, that's the thing. Is I guess I'd have to – I don't know how you're supposed to do that. You're going to have to leave me your phone and your will. Yeah, but you wouldn't be able to open it because you don't have my fingerprints. So you'll have to leave me your will and your thumb. I guess I will. Yeah, I guess Leave so. me your will and your thumb and the access to all of your social media. And I promise, I promise, I make this on the record that six months after you pass away, I'll just post something on your Facebook. Yeah, whatever. Freak people out. I don't <laughs> I'll freak the shit out of yeah, people because I, I know you'd probably appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not really one for morbid humor, but by all means, it's me. People would expect that from me. Um, but, uh, I think what I could do in that scenario is I could give you the actual type in passcode for my phone, because if I restart my phone, it's a kind of a weird thing. And I I know why this is, but it seems very strange. 
uh, if I restart my phone, I can't use my thumb to get into my phone. I have to type in my passcode. And now I don't use a four-digit code, like you know, because it's like it's it's protected with the thumb. So for for when I ha- when I can't use my thumb, it's a full passcode. Like I have, it's got capital letters and numbers and fucking it's symbols. Not, it's not just horse butt pork. No, we'll get to that in a moment, actually. Um, so if you were to type in the full password, it would unlock the phone without a thumbprint. And then I think, I think, I'm not sure about this. I think you could go into the settings and go add a new thumbprint and add your thumbprint. But I don't know if going into settings would mean that you'd then have to add – you'd have to use my thumbprint to add another thumbprint. I don't know. I should check that out. But if that's the case, then there you go. That's all you'd need. But uh, I do have hidden in my room somewhere, I have, a, I have a little slip of paper that says like here's all the passwords I use. Here's the sites that would be most likely to use this password and the sites that would be most likely to use this password. And here's the sites that definitely use this password. And then instructions on how to uh, – check my keychain access on my Mac because it's synced to the cloud. So it would have all the passwords. As you can see, uh, I'll show you real quick. I feel like I'm so unsafe. I only have three passwords that I use for pretty much everything in my entire yeah, so life. So in, in applications, utilities, keychain access, anything that anything I've ever logged into, as you can see here on the screen, is uh, is available for viewing, whether it's you know, like here's a here's a client's website, so I'm not going to show you my password. I don't know whose password this is, but if I say show password and type in my system password, which would of course be on that piece of paper, it'll show you the password that I actually used. But as you can see, I need to use my system password just to show that password, bringing us back to last week's discussion of using a master password in Firefox. Anyway, the only reason I bring up all this two-factor authentication shit is that on iOS uh, with Twitter. I'm going to hide the chat. Sorry. Uh, uh, I'm periscoping this right now. Uh, we got, I got Periscope working. Um, and it's because on iOS, uh, there's, a, there's a Twitter uh, preference pane uh, in the settings. And, and the last time I updated my phone or updated the OS or something like that, I didn't bother to go in there and like check to make sure it was using the right password. I never really had to bother with it. Because my I don't use the native Twitter app. I use a thing called Tweetbot, and so it has a temporary like uh, key that I granted it. So that's how it logs in as me on Twitter. So I never really need to worry about having my Twitter password set in the thing. And so what it turned out to be is that it was using an old password in the settings. So with two factor authentication, I need to go into my settings. So when I went into my settings, it was like your Twitter password is wrong, and I was like, oh, that's weird. So set Twitter sent me a quick temporary passcode. And I typed that into the thing, and it's like, all right, everything's cool. Went back to Periscope, worked like a charm. Okay. Right. I know it seems silly, but really what it turned out to be is that Periscope had read-only access because I was using an old Twitter password in my settings. Not an old Twitter password, but an old Twitter temporary password that was sent to me. And since I updated my OS since then, it was, it was like, oh, that doesn't really count. We can't do anything with that. Yeah, that's still so – that's one of those – It's very weird. It's very weird, and also it feels like the my why it seems so weird to me is because, like you even said, it's fucking already Twitter. Yeah, how yeah. is Twitter having any problem getting something posted on Twitter? I well, understand if Twitter is having trouble getting posted on Facebook. Sure, but this was Twitter having trouble posting on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, essentially. So it's still, I would say, mostly Twitter's fault. Yeah, well, I mean, it's uh, you know, it's a it's a weird uh it's a weird integration situation. I mean, 
it should be easier. And the thing is, if I didn't use two-factor authentication, this wouldn't be a problem. There but isn't I, a person alive who wants to do a live web broadcast that no one can see. That is literally defeating the point of a live well, web broadcast. We're, we're, we're 100% on the same page. What I'm saying is that the reason I had that fucking five-minute rant in the beginning about two-factor authentication is while I love it for the security, the problem is that it seems like every company that offers it also assumes no one's ever going to fucking use it, so they never account for it. Like Apple, who uses two-factor authentication, does not account for you having two-factor authentication on Twitter. Otherwise, they would make it easy. Like, I can't copy the password from my messages into the Twitter app because it links those numbers because it thinks it's a phone number. And so if I click it, it tries to call it. And I'm like, ah, damn it. Messages, I, I like that you're trying to auto-link phone numbers, but you should know that anything coming from the text, from, from the address, Twitter's a, a page, uh, a text address, by the way, is 40404. So any, uh, if you ever get a text message from 40404, that's Twitter. But uh, you would think that Apple would go like, they, they integrate with Twitter. You'd think somebody at Twitter would go, hey, by the way, if they got two-factor authentication coming on, we're going to send them code from 40404. So if you get that and they click the number... Maybe just paste it in the Twitter app for him, huh? You'd think, but no one took the eight seconds to say that. No one, no one bothered. And so it's weird to me that no one would do that. And especially Apple because they also use two-factor authentication. Both of these companies use two-factor authentication, but neither of them accounted for it when building apps that rely on the backbone of Twitter authentication. This is the first time I've ever heard you say something bad about Apple. Oh, come on. (laughs) I really wish I heard your fucking bullshit on cold world sports where you're like he is an apple dick sucker i like, do call he, you an apple dick sucker I did, but it's, this is a, this is a constant source of of anger for me because it's <laughs> like yes i use the pro i use apple products but the, i'm not like over here going like oh my god apple oh i love everything you do when they fuck up or if i'm not sure about their direction and so on and so forth i will absolutely say some shit but in my life, I'm also, I've also said very good things about a thousand other companies, and I would, I'm actually quicker to to criticize Apple simply because people expect me to just be like sucking their dick, and it's like, no, when they fuck up, I'll say they fuck up, but I think they do things well most of the time. I have seen you, and we've lived together for a year now, mm-hmm. and in that year, I have four times seen you awake before the hour. Of uh, nine thirty a.m. Once, okay. Once for Christmas because mm-hmm. you love Christmas. Mm-hmm. Once was because you had to drive out of town. So, so far, you're lying. But your, that's okay. Yeah, you were up before nine thirty on Christmas because you had to leave to go out of town. Yeah, okay. You were up early. It had nothing to do with loving Christmas. Then you were out of town uh-huh. uh, this weekend. You were mm-hmm. up early, and then the other two times were both to watch the Apple. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't be. I can't. I, I can't be excited about an Apple keynote. They're like the most. That's the most famous keynotes in the world. Like when Apple says, "Like, hey, we're having a keynote," the world watches. It's this is not just me. This live. is a very you who doesn't watch anything live. Watches yeah, because it's that live. Yeah, because it's exciting. Because they do. You have to understand also that they used to do that. They did that uh, when I was in high school, and then they stopped doing it for like a decade, and they just started doing it again like two years ago. So I'm like, yeah. So it's kind of cool now because it's like, oh, I can watch it live. 
Like they stopped doing it for like a fucking 10, 12, 15 years, whatever it was. I, I forget. But, you know, so yeah, it's cool. But I don't mean it as anything I, look, personal or I, knock. I, I just, I, I, I honestly, I say it mostly as just like you're, you are, you use Apple in almost every facet. You have an Apple TV, you have the Apple TV, the Apple phone, you work on an Apple desktop. You, mm. <laughs> I built my own Hackintosh. I well, I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to out it's you not, on that. It's not illegal. I'm not doing anything illegal. I'm not running their hardware, but I run their software. I think OS 10 is a is a great operating system. Yes, and I have an Apple laptop, but I don't have you know thousands of. Apple you also have now. an iPad. Yeah, I have an iPad that a friend sold me because he he got a new one through his work, and he was like, "Hey, do you want an iPad too?" And I was like, "Yeah, why not?" I I mean, I'm not saying I don't like it. It's a great device, but I I don't know. I was trying to figure out where it would where it belongs in my life, you know, and it's still cool to have, but I don't use it nearly that often. I mean, but you have it. I have it. Yeah, yeah. Because not, maybe if Apple had a dick, you know, you'd be a, oh, you'd like God, you'd God, like that God, dick. Fucking. <laughs> I'm just, I'm saying like like I I don't I don't we'll we'll get to it later. I'm I'm yeah. I guess what I think what it is that bothers, there's a couple things when it comes to like oh I use Apple products that bothers me is like there's the the initial assumption that uh, used to be made by mostly in the 90s, not so much today, but a little bit still today. And I think it's a holdover from the 90s. And in the 90s, it was like, oh, it's underpowered and it's shitty and you just like pretty colors. But you don't know how to actually use a computer. That was like a big thing where I was like, no, I do. It's just, you know, my mom works at a school and she got a Mac for free. So that's what I use because we can't afford a computer because my mom's a fucking teacher. Blow me. You know what I mean? Like, what do you want from me? You know what I mean? Yeah. Meanwhile, I was, you know, I'd go to my friend's house and fix their fucking PC, you know, with running Windows and shit, you know, because I was like, I know computers. I can, I can, oh, I see what's going on here. Yeah, computer you know? is computer. Yeah. For the most, I mean, you know, I'm not a goddamn expert. And when it comes to Windows errors, like, I'll, I, I know how to Google, you know what I mean? But I, <laughs> I know like a little bit. I knew more back then. I you can know. Google like a motherfucker right here. These days, I'm not, you know, whatever. But I, I kind of, uh, I can kind of get my way around. And I'm, I'm, I know how technology works to the extent that I'm not afraid of computers and things like that. But then um, nowadays, it, it a, a thing that bothers me, for instance, is the when Apple bought Beats, there were people going, "Well, those are two peas in a pod, two like these are pretty products that are absolute shit." And I was like, mm. "All right, that's bullshit." Because here's the thing. Uh, if you go to any website that reviews head, I don't. I'm not talking about like audiophile websites. I'm talking about like take a guy who average who reviews the average headphones, whatever it might be. Whatever it's like. Hey, you want to spend a hundred bucks on headphones? Let me tell you the best thing you can get for a hundred bucks. No review I have ever read has been like Beats. Hell yeah, man. Never. Not a single fucking review. Outside of Amazon with people who are like, these things are badass. I'm talking like anybody who yeah. reviews headphones will never tell you, buy a Beats headphone. They do look nice. I'll grant you that. They look nice and they're, they've got a nice build quality, like they're solid steel or whatever the fuck they're using. If, aluminum. if I had to say one positive, if you were forcing me to say one positive thing about the sound quality from them, they do a good job on the bottom end. Yeah, they're, they're, they're very bassy. Well, that's, but that's, that's it. But that's how they got like people thinking, oh, these are great headphones is because, first of all, people weren't used to like, like you know, they, they were set up in stores where you could listen to them, which yeah. like other headphones weren't. And yeah, they were bass heavy, which if you're listening to, you know, the hip hops, uh, that's what you're caring about. You know, you're like, that what yeah, the kids calling it these days, the hip and the hip and the hopping, the hippity hop. Now, 
contrast that with uh, look at The Verge, theverge.com, which is a huge tech website. They review shit all the time. You look at The Verge or The Wirecutter, my personal favorite tech review site, or Gizmodo or Engadget or you name it. You name like a like a popular well, what was the one we used to set up our uh, the wire cutter? Is that the wire yes. cutter that yeah. set up our home entertainment system? Right now, if you go to the wire cutter and you and they say the best mobile phone, the best cell phone you can buy, or the best smartphone you can buy, guess what it is? I guess the iPhone. There you go. What do you know? Now, that's what I'm saying. Like these are fucking experts. These are like super geeks. They're like, listen, this is the best phone you can buy. I'm not saying that it's the best. I'm just saying that. Reviewers who know some so know some shit aren't just kissing Apple's ass. They're going like the build quality, like it's solid, good hardware. The software is is Im- not impeccable, but they they take the time to go. Oh, this is gonna this this makes sense, and this interface gets out of your way, and things like this. There's there's no viruses, you know. I'm right? not things saying like that. that I'm right. I'm saying these people over here, they're usually right, and I'm with them. All right, no, That's no, I'm, I'm not even saying that. I'm merely <laughs> no, that'd saying be fair. No, though. no. What I'm what I'm what I'm remarking is that you take people who are in the know about technology, okay, and they're not going Apple's shit, but it does look pretty. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. No, the people who are saying that are people who, for one reason or another, have a fucking wild hair up their ass about Apple. And I don't, I mean, there could be any number of reasons why they have the wild hair up their ass, but that really doesn't concern me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't have a wild hair up my ass about Google, so I'm not going like, Android's a bunch of shit. There are a lot of things I don't like about Android that have nothing to do with Google. Most of them have nothing to do with Google, in fact. But, uh, and I think Google, I, I think they, they uh, with Android, they have their heart in the right place. But I think that, the problem is that they're going, well, the operating system's free and you can do whatever you want with it. And then companies like Samsung or HTC or Verizon on top of Samsung add all these shit, shitty things on top of it that the end user doesn't really know about. So the end user isn't getting like a pure Android experience. The only way to get a pure Android experience is to buy the Google Nexus phone, which comes out, you know, they they make a new one every like three or four years. Like Can't you also rare. root your Google phone? You can, and you'd lose all those apps, but that's power user shit. Talk to any, next time you're out in public and you see somebody with an Android phone, Maybe not here in L.A. Maybe it'd be a little... I don't know. Out here in L.A., maybe out of 20 people, you get two or three that know what the fuck you're talking about. But I would say vast majority of the time, if you were to look at somebody who has an Android phone and go, hey, did you root that? They'd look at you like you just made up a bunch of words. <laughs> well, one word at least. Well, I'm just saying. They'd be like, I don't know. What? And you'd be like, did you root your Android? And do they'd be what? Like, do what? Do what and the what now? My, what was I, that word? Did I, did I what did, was that word? Did I so? word I don't understand my word I don't understand? <laughs> like I don't know that they necessarily know it's an Android. I mean, maybe they do. I don't know because they might also think no, it's not a Verizon Droid. It's a Samsung fucking whatever. It's a Galaxy X S six or something. And you go, all right, well, okay. Well, it's an Android. It's running Android. It's not really an Android. It's an Android. It's running an Android uh, operating system. So. I'm saying it's unfortunate, and that's that's not Google's fault necessarily. 
Uh, and I wish they would crack down on that more. But I understand the reason why that's a popular operating system for companies like Samsung, Verizon, HTC, whoever, it's is free. because you could, yeah, it's free and you can do whatever the fuck you want with it. It's it's open source. Whereas Apple, people go, oh, it's a it's a walled garden. Which so also where does Google make nice. their money then if they're just giving the OS away for free? Uh, all those Google apps. Okay. You don't think they have shitloads of advertising in them? Because well, you're no, I mean, way wrong. It's perfectly I, – I, that's why I was The operating asking. system – yeah, the operating system is built to like – to to, to, sell to collect, collect analytics and use it for ads that they can sell off to you. Analytics, yeah. fancy new word for metadata that we were using before? Yeah, yeah es- basically just analytics, a different word yeah, for metadata. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Because uh, when you start using different words for words that I'm barely already starting to understand, I'm just like, right. come on, man. What are you trying so to do to me? I, I, the only reason I bring all this up, it's just a, it's just a, it's a, it's a point of contention with me where, you know, it was, you know, growing up, it was just basically like, oh, you're using this unpowered, sh- underpowered shit. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, what, this is what I got. Like, you know, what do you want from me? And also, I didn't really care. Like, I wasn't a video game player, so I didn't care that I couldn't game on a Mac. Like, I was more into, like, making graphics and shit like that, you know, which, which you know, Photoshop has always been able to run on a Mac. Like, they've never been like, okay, this is a Windows only, you know, yeah. that whole thing. So, uh you know, I, I was I was I was attracted to that. I didn't really care about other things. I didn't care necessarily about speed and whatever the hell have you. And I think that's a funny thing is that like people who when they're trying to compare an iPhone with a with a let's say Galaxy S six, you know, I think that's the most recent one. I'm pretty sure that's the most recent one. Um, they'll start throwing out specs, and I'm like, eh. You know, like but, but specs he, don't tell the whole story. And it's like, the, and, and that's fine though. If you're like, oh, I'm into specs and people go like, oh, Apple hides their specs. It's like they don't. It's just not, that's not the part of the marketing. Cause it's like the specs only matter so much. Like you could tell me that like, oh, that benchmark, blah, blah. The point is like, if I launch a game on the thing, is it playing well? Yeah. Okay. It doesn't matter how fast it goes. Well, is it I, playing well? Right, I have cool. a question about that because it, it seems weird that you would say that uh, so many people called it underpowered for so long because I, I work in the film industry and you know editors always work on Avid and Avid was a Mac only until like seven years ago. They finally put out the first Avid on PC and it sucked. It had delay like a mother because those it people crashed had, all the time because they were trying to port code that was meant for Mac over to Windows. But that with how powerful a system that program and the software, but and it was all it it's all been written by people who knew Apple. It's the same. It, it goes the opposite way. People who write a Windows program for ten years and then decide to make a Mac port, the first three four years of it suck. Like so the that had less to do with like the power shit. of a PC versus a Mac as it did just they didn't know how to do it? Yeah, they didn't know. Because, it, you know, if you've, you've only worked on one operating system your whole life and no one at the company has any idea how to run the other operating system, how are you going to hire somebody that does really well? You can't I, mean, really, I always you can't, figure you know. the program does what the program does. Don't you just need to tell it what the program needs to do? Yeah, but there's a language to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I couldn't tell you how. Like you could get you could get uh, 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 Stephen Fry, who's an excellent orator, in here alongside whoever the best orator in Germany is, and I couldn't tell you who speaks better. I'd be like, well, Stephen Fry's winning, like hands down. <laughs> Stephen Fry is kicking ass. And you're speaking a bunch of gibberish over here with your Eek B9 Berliners and your whatnots, you know. <laughs> <I don't- laughs> 
a spricken sie Deutsche. I don't know what the hell. Es ein benein, removen sie Juden nach Latin. Yeah, like what, 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 what? <laughs> you know? Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a language thing. There is there 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 are separate languages. Um, uh, OS X and iOS, uh, actually all Apple products these days all run off of uh, well, two different languages now. They just released. They just introduced a new programming language, actually like a year year and a half ago called Swift. But prior to that was what's called Objective C, and uh, Microsoft used. Uh, Visual Basic, which was a variant of Visual C++. That's, uh, that like sounds that. confusing. Yeah. It, they're similar, but, like, you couldn't just go and port it. You'd have to, like, go through the code and go, oh, this doesn't really – okay. And they do things differently. Like, oh, well, this is how we hold memory for this, and this is how we optimize the cache for this, and this is how we – use the most of the processor. And, oh, look at the, you know, Intel has a chip that we can use to, like, send instructions to that can hold in memory that we can use later if the user decides to click this button instead of that button, so on and so forth. Those kinds of hardcore instruction set computing are specific to that language, and there's just no way of porting that. You just have to know, oh, I guess this it's just weird thing. to me because somewhere in the mid-2000s, I actually felt the opposite of what you were saying, whereas I felt like the Apple was the system for the person who wanted the power system, and the PC was the system for the dude who wanted something affordable and maybe not quite as powerful as the Mac was. And that's – there's a, there's kind of an argument to be made either way, but – at the same time, if you – I mean still to this day, if there's like a, uh, uh, a special like uh, piece of hardware like uh, Amazon, I, I, I kind of wanted to like make a whole podcast around this. But there's a product you can buy, uh, n- not just on Amazon, but there's a, th- a product you can call – you can buy called a, a USB polygraph. Where you can, yeah, it's it is what it sounds like. You plug what? it in via yeah, you plug it in via USB, and it and it, and and you hook the person up to the polygraph and all the electrodes. And instead of it doing the little shaky shaky thing on paper, it does the shaky shaky thing digitally, right? And so it feels like a violent <laughs> like it feels like you could take all the advantages of people. Well, I, I mean, you know, it depends on how you feel about polygraphs. If you know, like, well, no, what I'm like, saying is, if we know that Google is logging information on how to oh, sell shit well, to you, no, okay, imagine okay. now no, if they no, know no, what no, you no, like to lie about no, and what you don't no, like to lie. Imagine if they start learning no, how okay. your heartbeat right. is. You're, you're now you're getting crazy. No, <laughs> this is just a pro. Say that when the when the singularity comes into existence and then Skynet Listen, comes online. It's not like that at all. It's just a dumb little program, as you can see here. I'm showing it to you. It, I guess it, I'll have to add this to my links. Hold on for this episode because I, I, I'm merely I, the only reason I brought that up is that it doesn't work with a Mac. Oh, know? it doesn't at all. Yeah, no. Even though it's USB, they didn't write Mac software because it's a lot easier for them to just write Windows software. And they're like, "We're Windows people. Fuck it. Everybody's got a Windows machine, presumably," as they say. 
I can emulate it. I have an emulator that'll run Windows natively because I use an Intel chip, so it runs Windows pretty well. It'll run it well enough to run a fucking USB polygraph machine. If it wasn't a hundred bucks, I would have bought it by now. But it's a hundred bucks, <laughs> and I just don't really feel like throwing hundred bucks down on a fucking USB polygraph. But it'd be interesting to do a. It pod- would be a lot. It would be a lot of fun. It would be a lot of fun. That's why that I would, would want be it. A lot. I'm, only, of fun. I'm bringing it up because it's I like, might have to get as, that thing. as as a tinkerer. If you're a tinkerer and you're like, oh, I'm building these crazy things that interface with the system and so on and so forth like that, for a very long time, Windows would have been your jam. These days, because OS X runs on Linux, you could write it. I mean, there's shitloads of Linux command line tools that you can run natively in OS X that, you know, with that USB polygraph, if I knew a fucking thing or two about programming, I could get all that data out of the thing just fine because it's going to send impulses. And it's like, oh, this impulse means this and this impulse means that. I don't know how to do it. But I'm just saying... That's basically how it was. People were buying, people were writing software for Windows because, you know, 90 some odd percent of computers in the world were running Windows. And so it was like, who gives a fuck about the Mac? Like, to this day, if you were to go to the software section in your fucking local Best Buy, you know, well, maybe not to this day, but I'd say up until like 2003 or 2004, if you'd have gone into like Best Buy or, or uh, CompUSA or uh, Circuit City and looked at the software, the Windows software was like, uh, you know, productivity, office, uh, you know, gaming, blah, blah, blah. And then Mac. And it would just, that's everything, would be in the Mac section. And it'd be like, it wouldn't be in categories. It would just be like, it's the Mac section. There's only 100 boxes. What do you want? I see, I feel like that's probably still going on, though. Because Mac has now switched to the, they, they don't even have, my new iMac doesn't have a disk port. I can't. I, if I want to install something on this, I download it from the web. Yeah. Usually yeah. directly from Mac. Windows are the from only. From Apple. Or okay. Apple, yeah. Uh, sorry. I, I apologize okay. from Apple. Um, with, from with, the Mac App Store, if you want if you, to if if you buy a, continue If you buy a Mac. Windows, it's still usually got a disk port on it now, still, doesn't it? I feel like I, they actually, still do. I don't know. I don't know. I'm almost I, I, sure they uh, still, a desktop I'm, still I, has I, a disk I would, port. Mm, I would I would guarantee you that they there are Windows laptops that are relatively uh, uh, common or, or popular or good quality that don't have a disk port or a disk uh, drive, as it were. Because if you want to, it, it, it's all about the thinness. Like if you want to get it as thin as possible, thin and light as possible, you have to take out certain things. One of one of the things that Apple got to be thin and sexy, darling. When uh, you know Apple got a lot of shit when they switched the port. You know, for the iPhone, and the fir- when when I was I was I was I was trying I've tried to tell people a million times. It's like, yeah, look at hand me an iPhone five or iPhone five S for that matter, because they use the same thing. Uh, and let me show you. Let me compare. Let me show you the the width. Just of that port alone was wider than the new Lightning port because it had to be because of that. So they were like, let's make it even thinner. Now the USB C uh, uh, standard that's out is very similar to the lightning port or lightning cables and ports that Apple made which is it's it doesn't matter what direction you plug it in it's very small very thin it's like the smallest thinnest thing puts uh, puts through a shit ton of power and uh, uh uh throughput as far as amount of data you can push through a USB-C and the new MacBook which I I would not recommend but 
the new MacBook, it's sort of like a test for Apple where they're like, this is kind of an idea of where we're going. You has has like one port. I may, I have, may, may have two, but I, I'm pretty sure it has only one port, and it's a single USB Type-C, including power. Everything is one port. There's only one port on the entire machine, I was, I was, which seems a little you know extreme, but Apple has done that before. And I feel like certain things wouldn't push forward without that kind of like, fuck it, we're doing it this way. I was surprised I it didn't happen with this last iPhone, but I wonder if you think it might happen with the next iPhone. I was surprised they didn't do the maglock charging on the iPhone. Oh, the magnetic. Well, what's weird is that the new MacBook, because it's USB Type-C, doesn't do it there either because it charges through USB or it charges through that USB-C port. But the new iWatch does. Yeah, yeah. And I'm saying like uh, I, th- I, I think it's, be- it's the virtue of the fact that it's, it's doing uh, data stuff. Because I mean, that's my, my, one of the coolest things but the, I think the, there is, those mag locks, because I can't tell you how many times. I'm, I'm mag, clumsy. Mag safe. I'm but, mag safe. But I, the t- amount of times that I'll walk by and kick a cord out of something. Yeah, you know. I've, that I've, I wish that that I've, would not I've, send my phone or my computer or something flying across the room. I've, I've broken a laptop that way. But I don't the, – the, the Apple Watch does everything wirelessly. That's just for power. That MagSafe yeah. lock on that watch is just for power. For data, you need like a like a solid connection, and you need to make sure that connection is not going to break. Also, uh. so theoretically, they could, I guess, with the next because you know now iPhones can do stuff wirelessly. But I feel like enough people like it's much faster if you're going to back up your phone or or restore from backup your phone. Uh, it's way faster to just do it through the cable than it is to do it. Isn't through. there something they can do with the what's the what's the R the, the that's the the shortwave thing that they're using with the Apple Pay and all that stuff. The uh oh that's way too slow. Way way, way way too slow. All that does is send a single yes or no pulse. That's all it does. Oh. It no. it sends like almost nothing else. It's like the data is you could write it down on paper. You know? <laughs> like it's not – well, not, not necessarily. They, well, that's it, why you have me on the show to ask these dumb questions. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's fine. I'm just saying like it's – I think that uh, you know, I would guess. I don't know for sure. But I would guess the reason that being the case is that um, uh, first of all, you don't tend to like use your phone tethered to a power cable from so many feet away as you would like a laptop – that that's a big thing. Uh, secondly, it doesn't cost nearly as much to replace. Um, third, uh, I think it's the data thing. I think yeah. it's just I, I could be wrong, but I know that you. I mean, every operating system in the world, if you plug in a USB flash drive and you just yank it back out again, even if there's no data changing hands, the operating system's like, "Hey, you should eject that first next time." I, I feel though, like I've plugged my phone into a USB port. Uh, probably, let's say, ballpark a thousand times – or not a thousand times. I've only had it for a year. Let's say 250 times I've plugged it in. I would say maybe two of those times have been to a computer. So why not just have a, a port for the computer and a charging port? Why, I, why does that have to be the same one? Weird. Uh, just sorry. I'm checking the Periscope. I just turned it off. Uh, it said that we had 444 live viewers. What? Yeah. I don't think that's true. It can't that's, be right. Yeah, I don't know. It it didn't save the whole thing. I think that there must be an upper limit for that because we've been talking for you know, 40 minutes or whatever. So I don't know. Weird. Anyway, interesting. Um, 
So that's on Periscope. Yeah, it's. Um, uh, uh, I, I I assume it's data related. I don't know, but it's you don't if you're in the middle of a file transfer and you yank a, something out like you're going to corrupt. You could corrupt. You'll definitely corrupt that file transfer. Yeah, as it's going, I, I, I understand you know. that. But you might also corrupt other things. Although I've never seen it actually happen, but they talk about it enough to where it's like there must You're be. You're a power user, you know? though. How how often do you ever plug your phone into your computer? Uh, pretty often, mostly for charging. Oh, oh, I mean for data transfer. Oh, uh, hmm. I just know. There are I don't. so many different ways to get information from your computer to your phone that are not hardwire plugging it in. That that's not even a necessary feature. Well, yeah, but all you need uh, that uh, port uh, for uh, is charging. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. In in our home where we have three hundred megabits per second down and two routers running five G networks each, uh, yeah, yeah, we're fine. But tell that to fucking ninety percent of America that doesn't have that. You know what I mean? That's not necessarily the case. You know, I mean, my phone. Yes, at at night, you know, I plug my phone into the wall. So it charges, and while it's charged and asleep, it will uh, it will automatically back up. It will automatically send to the cloud everything I've done that day and back up all of my apps and any data that's been written to the phone and my photos and whatever the fuck I – everything that's on the phone. It just backs it up. Everything is backed up. It takes like five hours, but I'm asleep. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if you – you know, I have I have my phone set up to where, you know, the Touch ID and all that – if you were to try to break into my phone, after 10 times, the entire phone erases everything on it. Like, it, it goes back to zilch. Like, there's not even an operating system, frankly. It's just, it's got enough data on there that, or enough, uh, it's got the, the base operating system on there just enough to where I can restore from the internet, from the iCloud, from my computer, whatever. Okay. So it's like, you know, that's but that's me. I mean, you know, I, I, I can't say whether or not that would be feasible for other people. And, and that might be the thing. It could be that they're just like, well, we're not quite there yet in America with our Internet connections. You know what I mean? No, I don't know. That's 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 the best I can figure. But Time Warner says that we're all going to be getting a lot. Of, didn't they said they were testing something higher than the 300 somewhere where they test. Yeah. Yeah. In, next year, we're supposed to get gigabit per second. And that's because that well that's 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 mostly because Google's like we're bringing one gigabit per second to every city and also l a specifically maybe all of California, but I know specifically in l a um the the mayor's office put out a uh thing where they're like we'll give a giant tax deduction, huge tax deduction, and like all kinds of rewards to anybody that wants to build out a better network for l a so there's a lot of companies that are sort of uh, vying for that, and part of their bid is look what we've done already, and that would be Time Warner Cable. Yeah, yeah. In our case, Time Warner Cable is like uh, we're going to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll we'll do a one gigabit per second uh, network. Look, we've already given three hundred megabits per second to all of LA. You know, yeah. And then they can prove that they would be able to do it. You know, so it, it it's a funny thing. The 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 ISPs. Time Warner specifically, or maybe it's Comcast. I, I I don't recall, and it doesn't really matter because they're both pieces of shit. But um, as companies, well, one of those pieces of shit is actually buying the other piece of shit, right? Yeah, now, yeah well, I'm working on it. But, uh, anyway, uh, FCC is uh, holding it up. Fingers crossed. Fucking, yeah, fingers crossed. But uh, uh, 
the the CEO of one of those two, and I really can't recall. And again, doesn't matter. I'm not trying to favor. I, I, have, I have no favoritism towards Time Warner Cable. It's just my only fucking option. And I'm glad that we get 300 down. But that doesn't mean I like them. Um, we only use them for internet. We don't use them for anything else. Yeah, exactly. So uh, one of them was like, oh, we could roll out one gigabit per second. Like, but no one wants it. And I was like, uh, what? And they were like, there's just no demand. <laughs> Your hand's already in the air like, but, but I, I yeah. want it. And it's like, it's like, well, no, that's – it's – you know, the, the analogy of it would be if you uh, – if you're in a relationship with somebody who has like fucked up a billion times, uh, like can't – you know, you're like, hey, could you just – could you clean that kitchen countertop? And you've asked them a thousand times to do it and they don't do it. Then, like, if you're like, oh, well, we need to clean this place top to bottom for a big party coming up, you know damn well not to ask them because they're not going to help. And then later they're like, I would have gotten down to the grout with a toothbrush. (laughs) And you're like, really? You? Because you won't even wipe off the kitchen countertop. (laughs) Well, yeah, but you didn't ask me to get down to the grout with a toothbrush. And that's basically what I'm seeing with that is that like, yeah, customers aren't calling up going, hey, can I get one gigabit a second? Because they 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 damn well know you can't provide it. So don't give me this people don't want it. You're just saying people haven't asked for it. And that's because their expectations are so fucking low. Why would they? All I That'd be like if you were dating a girl who all she wanted to like look like if you recall like middle school, high school relationships. When you were like with a girl, or like you were making out and things were getting hot and heavy, and then you went to touch her boob, and she was like, "Hey, you know," <laughs> and she like moves your hand away, and she's like, eh. "Oh man!" You know, like, like, like you're not gonna, you're not gonna like pull it out and start fucking her in the mouth. Like no. you know, she's not going for that. She won't even let you touch a boob, <laughs> and that's that's the analogy here. It's, I, all, you're not gonna ask for one gigabit of a second from your from your shitty ISP. They won't even give you a fucking you know twenty. At properly. a gigabit a second, how long would it take to download all the porn? Oh, all of the porn? Uh, the rest of your life? Still, all the rest of my life at a gigabit a second? Well, you have to also understand that probably a gigabit a second is what's being created every twelve uh, milliseconds. So yeah, yeah, it would take. Hot damn! Yeah, I mean a gigabit. Yeah, you know, mind you, I, I yeah, I know you've gone over the gigabit. Uh, not for the people, but a gigabit. Okay. No, we went over it, I believe, on the first episode. Yeah, or sorry, the wait, Edward Snow, yeah. Let, let me just let me it. just clarify before you cut me off a million times. Sorry. A bit versus a byte. When you're looking at your internet connection speed, when they whatever speed they're giving you, divide it by eight, and that's that's bytes. That's what you're looking for. Like we get three hundred megabits down, but that means our top, like at let's suppose I was <laughs> I was connected to yeah, Amazon servers, for instance, because they're fucking ridiculously fast, and Time Warner didn't throttle my connection. Uh, the most I could possibly do is 37 and a half megabytes per second, which I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying that you understand it's one-eighth of 300 megabits. You're like, 300 megabits? I'm like, yeah, 37.5 megabytes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's not, uh, you know... We're it's not, different. It's a, that's the way you have to look at it. So, so uh, yes, 37.5 megabytes per second is great. 
because, for instance, you could download an entire gig in uh, 26 seconds. When I when when Louis C.K. released his Comedy Source special, it's a it was a 1.2 gig file, and I was like, buy now and click download. He was thankfully using Amazon servers. And from the time that it started the download to the time that it was on our Apple TVs was literally less than a minute. Wow. Like, that's great. Wow. That's great. But, you know, if it was a gigabyte per second, it would have been done in three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't necessarily need anything that fast, but, you know, and, and nothing can handle it. But whatever. Need? Need? No, 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 no. Want. Well, sure, is what we're sure, talking about absolutely. at that point. But just uh, FYI, when you're looking at your ISP's plans and they start using these big-ass numbers, divide all of those numbers by eight. Back <laughs> in the day when you had a 56K modem, you were not downloading at 56KB kilobytes per second. You were downloading at most the possible tops you could get, which fucking never happened, <laughs> would have been seven, seven K per second. Oh, you remember when you would get up into the fours? Ooh, the fours. <laughs> I remember in- Those are high times. Well, I remember in 1999 when I, I was living in Seattle and I got my first DSL connection and we got 512. And I was like, holy shit, son. <laughs> and I was trying to, I was connecting the whole house. We were wired. There was no wireless back then. So I wired the entire house with fucking hundreds of feet of Ethernet cable. We had three stories. You know, oh, we had a basement, a main level, and an attic, which is where I lived. And I put the router in the fucking attic. And I, uh, I connected everything up. And I was like, okay, here it goes. See if this fucking works. And I fired up like Netscape or whatever. And I, I don't even know what I tried to load. I, I just tried to load. Uh, Probably just the Apple homepage, frankly. I don't know. You know, you just you just pick a, a random thing because a search engine wouldn't work. They're they're kind of too small. They're too you know. Well, actually, at that time, I could have used Yahoo. It's possible I just used Yahoo's homepage because Yahoo still to this day does not give a shit about uh, loading speed. Uh, <laughs> but uh, whatever it was, and I remember looking up and seeing. You know, well, now I have to do the math. The most I would have gotten was 64, but um, I think I saw like 37 or 38, and I was like, holy shit. Oh, my shit. God. Son, I'm going to fucking take this town by storm, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so 38 well, Damn, I can download a song in under 20 minutes. There was no downloading song. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, man. You know, I, was, I didn't really do much with it. I mean, I, I, guess, I guess I downloaded programs, more, more applications than songs or movies or anything else like that. I've never been a big porn downloader. I know that seems odd because I've worked in porn for 14 years, 15 years. <laughs> but like, no, I've never yeah, really. Why download it when they just send you to it and ask you to design websites around it? Yeah, pretty much, you know. And you, you, you're doing porn client stuff and you're like, hey, I need access to everything because I need to make sure this works. <laughs> I need all your porn. In return, I will give you a website. I mean, you do. But I That's, ask first you do need, for all I of do the porn. <laughs> I do genuinely need access to everything. To I all can. of the porn? Yes. <laughs> but that said, porn doesn't – I mean, that's a totally different podcast, but porn does n almost nothing for me. It's I need too, the key to your castle. I, it's that thing. It's, it is a frustrating thing. God, this is so a different podcast. <laughs> It's a frustrating thing where over my life, the amount of women that I've I've talked to or been on a date with or something like that that have known about this and they're like, oh, I'm you know, like, I don't want to show you my tits or I don't want to be naked around you because you, all you look, you look at these like 
these perfect, you know, porn star women and like, oh, you've seen enough tits in your day. And like, how could you possibly be aroused by mine? And I'm like, I've never, I've you? never not yeah, been excited like, about a new pair of tits. I'm to like, see. yeah, it's all was there's that there's right off the bat, like new titties. Hey, yeah. but it's also like, this is a girl who did not know I was going to look at them. She was like, what is it? 50 bucks? Fine. Teddy. You know what I mean? Like she does not give any shits about who sees what. She was paid. She'll fake it. She's going to just show it. And if you see it later, cool, whatever the fuck. This the, Contrast that, and this is where my ego gets involved. This is why I can't go to strip clubs. I don't like hookers. I don't like, <laughs> don't like them as people. I have, I have like, call girlfriends and such. Um, not girlfriends, but uh, anyway. Friends who are. Yes, friends who are. Um, uh, but I, I, I – because if a woman is like, hey – you, you, you specifically, hey, I want you to be aroused by this. And then shows a titty. Ah. <laughs> Woo. Goddamn. Son, that's all I need. Like, that's what, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what gets me off. It's like, it's like, oh, you want me to be fucking aroused and like horny and hard and fucking ready to roll for this naked shit you're doing, this filthy naked shit you're doing. So, yeah. so when an employer comes to you and they're like, I need you to design the website, you're just like, okay, give me access to your servers. You look in the servers. You're like, okay, I got to organize this. Here's you getting fucked in the ass by three dicks. Here's you getting a fist in your pussy. Here's you swallowing. I charge so, way more than that. for. I, I don't even fuck with organizing, frankly, because like it costs too goddamn much time. Well, I mean, I guess money, I'm, but, what yeah. I'm putting it in terms of is that it, it, at that point, it's it's work. It's yeah, business. yeah, yeah. No, no. It's it, uh, uh, when I worked, for, uh, you know, I worked at Vivid um, or worked for Vid, uh, Vivid. I should say I was their lead web designer for mm, almost four years, and um, I made I made every fucking site that you know I made hundreds of fucking websites for those guys, and you know, I, yeah, I had access to everything, and you know, I I did video editing, I did you know. Uh, box art i did you know logo work i did you know websites i did uh i I made advertisements for various conventions and shit uh colors it was just a series of colors like oh i need something blue for this particular okay here's a check on a blue background like it didn't even i'm not saying that like oh i didn't notice there was tits but it almost didn't register because it's like i don't care like it wasn't like you know you know it it's because it's so like this is not a woman I've ever met. Yeah, like I know she's gonna be naked because it's. Nor porn. will I ever meet. Eh, some of them I did meet. I, you don't know that you will. But yeah, ever. yeah, and you know, it just it it didn't. Well, there was nothing there. It was just it was like whatever. It's just colors on the screen. Like I don't, you know, and it's it's. I get it's difficult if all you if all you're ever doing when you're looking at porn is like trying to jerk off. But like if you got outside of that. You know, if you pulled yourself outside of that realm for, you know, a couple hours, one day, uh, imagine you need to work on a project that requires naked imagery. Feel free. Uh, do it for yourself. Um, I'd still give it about 20, 30 minutes before you fucking forgot that you're looking at titties. Like, it, it happens immediately. I mean, my first day at a porn company, they weren't like, have you worked on porn? They didn't say anything about that. They didn't ask if I could handle myself. 
you know, which is which seems odd, you know, because you'd think like they'd have to like th- do some kind of like, well, are you going to jerk off the whole day at work? Like <laughs> we can't have you in the office. They didn't ask anything like that. They're just like, are you comfortable working with adult material? Yeah, all right, cool. And then first day they're like, here's our smother porn. And I was like, all right, here's our fucking foot job porn. And I was like, all right, you know. My first day I worked on a website for, for the first day is before Vivid. My first, I worked for a, 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 a fetish company. And, uh, and yeah, they, had, they owned footjobs.com. And I was working on some banners and shit for footjobs.com. Here's all the footjob content. And they just, so my first day I was looking, it was like dicks and, dicks and toes. <laughs> and I'm like, well, A, that's not arousing, but the first picture, I was like, oh, it's a dick in, a, in, in between the first two toes and a foot. That's, hmm. I just, I guess. And it, then after that, fucking. This totally is so forgot. amusing to me because I just see a world where Mitch Marzoni is programming for titties.com. And he's or not programming, designing for titties.com. And you're sitting there just all day like, all oh, these goddamn titties all over my screen. I'm so bored. I just, I got to get all these. And then immediately a Snapchat comes on your phone of titties. And you're like, oh, titties, yay. Yeah, that, that's happened to me a million times. <laughs> that happened to me like yesterday. I was working. I was working on. You'd be on, so uh, bored and well, not, mundane not, with not titties. yesterday because I was out of town, but like last week, I was working on uh, a porn site for for Storia and Caden Cross, um, and uh, they, well, I wouldn't say both friends of mine. Storia is a friend of mine, but it, Caden's her friend, so whatever, friend of a friend. Um, and while I'm like, I'm like working on it, I'm making the back end, I'm designing some shit, I'm like looking through all their photos and shit like that because I'm trying to find good imagery for various interfaces and stuff like that. And um, and while I'm working on that, uh, a girl I knew who I already had sex with, I've seen this girl's titties, I've felt them, I've licked them, I've, I've, they've, my, my dick has been on them. And uh, she sent me a Snapchat. She was like, titties! And I was like, oh, God, I'm like, yeah, I should... Wish I wasn't going out of town like tomorrow. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it was like I wanted to be like, come over now. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah, that was very arousing. Uh, and then I got right back to working on porn, and yeah. not being aroused by that at yeah, all. No, no, it's you amazing. Know? Yeah, it's not. It's not amazing. I promise you. It's just it's context. It's to to to. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a. Uh, Bringing it back to because I, I I'm about to move on to our next next subject that's related to bringing it back, but bringing it back to like a few weeks ago we were talking about uh, the NSA and Snowden and he was talking about like oh they'll see your nude images and you know whatever they'll have you hey look I found a chick's titties or whatever the fuck have you, um and people are like oh my god it, it, you see so darn much of it you know and it's part of your job and you just kind of move past and it doesn't even fucking matter anymore. But like when it's special, when it's like something that like, you know what I mean? Somebody, you know, I, I don't know. It's, I don't know. Like, I and I've had porn star friends. And it's like, if those porn star friends Snapchat me something, I'm not, mm, it kind of, I'm, like, I'm like, eh. yeah, but like, yeah, you'd show that, not that you would show that to anybody, but everyone's seen that. Like, you know, it's cool. I could Google that. Yeah, but it's, it's not as, uh, you know. But uh, that's not, you know, this is not like some kind of uh, one of those things that the 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 lock and the key metaphor. If you ever heard that from douchebags, um, the lock and the key metaphor is like people go, oh well, no, see, women are 
uh, women are the lock and men are the key. And it's like, if you have a key that opens any lock, then it's the master key. It's a skeleton key. It's a very special key. But if you have a lock that opens to any key, then it's a shitty broken lock, which is how fucking douchebags. Uh, I was about to say, that sounds like some shit that some assholes read in the game. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, no, like that it is. No, it absolutely and... is. It's like, the, it's like, it's like the number one, you know, first response that douchebags use. Pick up use. artist shit. It's, it's their way of like slut shaming. It's like, going, yeah. eh, my master key opens any lock, but if your lock opens any key, then you're a slut. And it's like, and so I, I don't mean to make uh, – to say like, oh, if a, like I don't get aroused by porn star titties. I'm saying digitally I don't get – in person, totally <laughs> different story. You know what I mean? If I'm if I'm in bed with a woman whose tits I've Any seen digitally. Any tits in person. Oh, tits uh, in person are always the greatest. One of the greatest things, things in the world. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. And and by the way, uh, uh, this, is, this is kind of one of those things like if you um, – if you if you have as, as a female you have a male friend who's who's having a particularly rough day. Uh, actually, let me let me tell you this by way of not an analogy but literal story. Uh, I knew a girl who uh, she was not like a porn star or stripper or anything else. Like she was a she was a, a credit. Uh, she worked at a financial firm working on like credit card forms and something. She fixed my credit while we were dating. So it was a, it was a period of my life where I was like. I should start dating more women who can like, who have like ability to like do things like that. You know? <laughs> like I should, I should be Useful really calculated. Like you know, calculated. Like, hmm, uh, do, do I know anybody who works at a car dealership? You know, uh, but it, it, I wasn't dating her for that reason. I found that out after the fact. But anyway, yeah, she had told me a story about uh, a male friend of hers that she had known for a number of years, and. Uh, he just he called her and he was like, "Listen, I just I just need like company. I need to like go out for a drink and you know we want to come out." And she was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll come hang out." So they went out for drinks, and his father had just died, like you know either that day or the day before or something like that. So he was just like wrecked, you know. And she was like, "Let's let's go back. Let's let's hang out at my place. Let's get high, you know. I'll, you know, try to cheer you up. Put on some Family Guy or some shit like that." And. um and you know we're, they're watching. It's like difficult because Family Guy is like, oh yeah, it kind of reminds me of my dad. You know, like this, oh, yeah. when you have like a death close to you, like everything, everything reminds you. That everything right, yeah. is related somehow. And uh, and I, I'm going to misquote her. I don't know the exact quote that she used, and, I, and it's going to sound really shitty. But you know, there was a part of her. She she had said something to him to the effect of like, "Would you feel better sucking on my titties?" <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Which seems weird coming from like she was like a corporate woman, you know. what I mean, they were just friends, et cetera, et cetera. And he just was like, uh, and she just pulled a tit out and just put his face on it, and he just like sucked on her titty for like a half an hour. And then, then he was laughing and giggling, and they were having a good old time. I, I and he slept like a baby. Of course he did. Right. I'm just saying the power of that. The you know, power of titty. there's nothing I have on my body. <laughs> Or probably in my life, like if I have a if I have a friend, male or female, you wish who, you could give someone that kind of comfort, right? I wish, <laughs> I wish. I'm just saying, you know, women, you have you have an immense amount of power. Like if you if you know a guy who's having a bad day, and you was like, hey, check out this nipple, fucking day got a thousand times better. Because because seeing a fresh pair of titties, not even fresh, like first time you've seen a pair, like a new pair of titties. 
You know what I mean? Like you've never seen this pair of titties before, and this is the first time it's you saw that pair of titties. It's never, never a bad it day. It brightens your day in person, not digitally necessarily. Although, you know, sometimes, but it's nothing beats in person. If you're like, listen, you can't touch, but I will show you real quick. You put your camera away, and you're like, no one's looking. And you're like, titty. Fucking boom. You changed his day. Jesus, whole day. Whole day better. From- He'll be talking about that for the next 10 years. I'm still talking about someone letting <laughs> someone else suck on their titty. And that was a decade ago. That was over. That was 2004 that this woman told me this story. Wow. Yeah. So wow. 11 years later, I'm talking about someone, and, and that probably happened a year prior. That so woman, that woman and, is a saint. That's what I'm saying. She's a wonderful woman. She deserves a medal. Well, that's I mean, amazing. I'll, I should get a hold of her and be like, by the way, you know. <laughs> but I always told her that. I mean, I told her that for, for uh, you know, many times. I was like, you know, I think that's, like, I don't mean to be crass. You know, I just was like, that's. No, that's one of the most decent fucking things I've ever heard in my life. And, I, and the thing is, like, I'm not being facetious. I'm not, like, trying to make jokes. I'm saying, like, that's actually, yeah. that, that guy was probably like, you know what? Like, yeah. yeah. They, like, like, life is still, you know, I have to realize that, like. Yes, my father's gone, and that's very sad. But like, also, there's still a lot to live for. There's still like like a lot of joy in this world. There's still things to look forward to. There's still titties I've never sucked. <laughs> Whatever it might be, you know. I mean, like that's a huge thing. I don't know. Just uh... <laughs> we way off. Oh God, this is we're my already favorite in, we're already, yeah, yeah, we're, we're already an hour. In. Literally, all I was trying to say is Periscope works again. <laughs> God, I'm gonna fucking listen to this later and be like, I will not shut the fuck up. <laughs> I need to. I need to start like. I start doing these. I need, we need to start doing these episodes at like seven or eight in the morning on Tuesday when I'm like bone dry sober. <laughs> I feel like it's like we do them like late Monday night when I've been working and I'm like and I'm like yeah well I'll have a few drinks and then I have a drink on the show and it's like by that point I'm like I'm like five drinks in and I'm like I just fucking ramble all right yeah. <clears throat> all right moving on I I have to mention he shall not be named because now he can be named we spent a whole episode not mentioning him uh, part of the John Oliver interview uh, uh, with Edward Snowden. Uh, that was not posted before. Yeah, it wasn't aired. Uh, in it was the, not aired alongside the thing. Tonight. Is is Edward Snowden explaining to John Oliver how to generate strong passwords? And it's something. And I told Alex when I uh, when when we had to get in a uh, WestsideRentals.com account when we were trying to find yes. this house. I remember you, you taught me about the uh, the horse butt pork yeah password. Uh, well, I mean, that was one, you know, specifically. Now, mind you, we also added numbers, so don't go trying to get on West Side Rentals with your horse butt pork. <laughs> but um, uh, there, it, it's kind of based on XKCD uh, comic, XKCD.com, um, about passwords is that, like, yeah, you could come up with, like, U877, you know, the percentage underscore 98 uh, lowercase a uh, capital W lowercase l, you know, whatever the fuck. Some crazy fuck password that, like, a computer won't be able to figure out in the first 12, 13 seconds and a human will never figure out. But you also will never fucking remember it. But meanwhile, uh, yeah, a computer with enough power could come up, could could figure it out. And and Edward Snowden says that technically the strongest password you could come up with is, with no spaces, by the way, Margaret Thatcher is 110% sexy. 
Now that's 110, 110%, and then sexy in all caps. No one would ever crack. Margaret Thatcher is 110% sexy. And, uh, and sexy all caps, sexy all caps. But he, he makes I'll, I'll skip ahead to that part. Let's see. Cause, uh, John Oliver, in fact, uh, starts asking him various, uh, ideas for passwords. Admiral Alonso ghost penis 420 YOLO. That's pretty good. Right. <laughs> it's memorable too. Right. It's memorable. It's got all the other things you like, like characters and numbers. YOLO capital letters, obviously. I shouldn't say, now I can't use it. It can actually be a lot harder to remember a password that they tell you has to be 13 characters long or something like that. It has to have exclamation points. It has to have numbers. It has to have uppercase and lowercase uh, letters and things like that. Then it is to remember uh, a a simple phrase like Margaret Thatcher is 110% sexy. <laughs> wow. That is a password that not even a computer would guess. You're right. Okay, I get it. I get how important it is. I, I fully understand that. The problem is, I'm not going to do it because it seems hard, even though I know it isn't. <laughs> You're killing me. You have no idea how much when I watched this interview uh, on uh, last week tonight, there were so many times when Edward Snowden and John Oliver were talking to each other that I I was sitting there going, it feels like me and Mitch talking to each other. When he had that moment, it was like, oh, God, you're starting to talk technical things. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glazing over. Don't try and teach me. I'm not going to. And I I felt so much sympathy for John Oliver in that interview when he's just like, I – I want to ask you security questions, but understand, I'm not going to understand anything if you try and actually explain what's going on. And Are you Edward not Snowden, understanding this? You, uh, you, well, why well, do you ask? Are you no, I do. For- I do understand. I'm getting better. But what I loved about Ed- <laughs> what I did love about Edward Snowden's response, which um, you've said it sometimes too, which was kind of uh, to bring it around. What I was trying to say was he went. You know, it's sometimes very hard because. I have sympathy for you, but to put years of knowledge and learning into uh, three seconds of explanation is yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, pain it, in the, the ass. The, the problem is like it's actually not that difficult if you're if you. I mean, he's he's like probably somewhere on the on the spectrum. <laughs> uh, not for nothing. It's not to speak bad, speak ill of the man. I'm not saying he's like dumb or anything else, but um, I don't think that he uh, has had the life experience. Like I, I was, I've been done. I've done a lot of partying in my days. Um, uh, I ramble a lot. Is my problem. I could actually explain most things. Uh, Fairly quickly and in a way that you'd like and enjoy. And that's sort of the idea of vulgar tech. It's like making it filthy and going like, hey, <laughs> imagine you got two titties in one hand, right? <laughs> and now I bring another titty. Well, that's kind of like two-factor authentication or whatever. <laughs> Actually, t- two-factor authentication, I, the analogy I could give you for that is that if somebody comes up to you and goes like, hey, look, I'm, I'm John uh, Smith and shows you their identification – like, yeah, that's pretty good. That's probably John Smith. It says it's John Smith. But then somebody you know walks up next to you and goes, hey, it's John Smith, 100%. Yeah. It, some of this is pretty easy to explain. I just ramble too goddamn much. So Margaret Thatcher is 100% sexy is more secure, according to him, than the horse butt pork. That, you told no, me uh, – horse we, butt pork, actually, because we put spaces in there. Yes. It was horse, space, butt, butt space, space, pork. pork. 
and then other numbers, um, which we won't reveal, but it doesn't really matter because you can't get anything out of that account. I've tried the other day, and it's like there's nothing to it. But uh, I said, here's the password we're going to use. You'll never forget it. And you still – I've forgotten it, but you still remember – you bring it up constantly when we talk about passwords. You'll just yell out horse butt pork. You want it to be our Wi-Fi password, which it is not. Uh, I had to pick. Oh, I didn't have to pick. I picked one long before we moved in together, and I just kept it the same. But yeah, that's a that's a very solid uh, password because uh, passwords. You know, you might like horse might be one, or horse butt with no space maybe. Uh, but it's exceedingly unlikely that a that even a computer with a dictionary attack is going to sit there and use spaces and shit and go like horse space, but out of all you're thinking of every single combination of letters for horse, right? If it has to start also factoring in spaces, it's now inc- yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're talking increasing about, okay. the exponential of what way. it has to do. Five characters, space, four characters, space, four characters. Let's just suppose there was no numbers in there. So you're talking about five, four, and four, is uh, 13 plus the two spaces is 15. So 15 exponential across Uh the entire expanse of all the characters on the keyboard, which is, I think, 100 and... Well, no. I forget now. It's a lot more than 192, but it's whatever it might be. Let's suppose it's just for funds. Let's call it 200. So that's that's, uh, 15 to the power of 200. That's a big fucking number. That's a huge fucking number. And it wouldn't be worth it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So uh, because that's a very long password. The whole thing with the Margaret Thatcher is 110% sexy. It's a very long password. Now, you could very easily just take that password and fill it with lowercase and uppercase and percentages and underscores and dashes and at symbols and spaces and whatever the fuck else you wanted to. But you're never going to remember that. You'll never remember that password. Yeah. Like, you know, if I gave you a 20-character password and your life depended on it, maybe. But, like, but you, shy of that. But I still remember Margaret Thatcher is 110% sexy and yes. horse butt pork. Yes. Because it's easy to remember and the, the level of entropy, as they call it, uh, is, is so high that there's no way a computer's going to guess it within a reasonable time frame. And anyone who uh, would be trying to brute force guess a password is going to be spending a very long time. I mean, years in some cases. Like, is that the thing? You know, is would that be the type of thing where? Because I don't know what they'd be able to find out and what they wouldn't. Is like so if someone's trying to brute force hack, or do they find out they're like, okay, so I know that you have fifteen characters in your password. They'll never know that. They'll never even know how many characters are in the password. No. no. Oh wow! So they're 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 just you're shooting in the dark. Yes, you're just you're just going like A, B, C, all the way to Z. Okay, that didn't work. All right, uh, one, two, three, all oh, the way to zero. Geez. Okay, all right, A, one, two, all the way through zero. A, B, all the way through Z. Oh, that's awful. A, A, one, all the way through zero. A, 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 all the way through Z. Oh, what, what? Oh, geez. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because what else are you going to do? And then also, not just the alphanumeric, you know, which is A through Z and then one, but now also capital letters. Now also underscores, uh, dashes, 
the at sign, every single symbol on your keyboard, the equals sign, uh, the the parentheses, the asterisk, uh, the the ampersand, upper caret, left caret, right caret, down caret, all of these various symbols. Uh, shift option uh, is it? Shift option K makes the Apple symbol on a on a Mac. I, I do believe. Let me double check on that. Uh, is it shift option? Yeah. See, there you go. Shift option K makes the apples. Oh, man. Right. Now, the, the problem with using that, for instance, is that if you're not using a UTF-8, I don't know how it would transfer to a database and so on and so forth. It, it'll come up as a square, and I don't know if you can properly translate it. But the point is you could type all kinds of crazy fucked up characters. Theoretically, you could just do shift option K and probably no computer in the world. Just one, I don't think any computer in the world would try that. Because the, there's what's called the UTF-8 character set, of which the emojis on your phone are a part of. So oh, there's shit. thousands of those as well. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. So it's like all of these options, 200 is absurd. It's more like 1,000 or 2,000 or whatever the fuck. UTF-8, if you knew that it's UTF-8. And actually, I don't know if password fields are allowed to use UTF-8, so don't quote me on that. But let's just even say alphanumeric and... Uh, underscore dash and space you're still talking about whatever 50 characters for every single letter and you don't know how long the password is but margaret thatcher is 110 percent sexy is uh, uh let's see i can tell you right now exactly i need to go change i think that's all like, of my passwords right now Conveniently. Oh, here we go. This is uh, okay. Margaret Thatcher is 110% sexy, is 27 characters. Now, you'll never forget that password, but yeah. 27 to the power of whatever, 200, as we were saying before, just as an example, 200, but it's probably higher than that. Let's just say 200. 27 to the power of 200. Uh, I can do that on Google Math, I think, is. Uh, 1.87392 exponential plus 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 with 286 zeros. Yeah. Bada, so it's a, it's an absurd absurd big number. Big absurd, big, big number. number. A huge number. So that would take yeah, like a while. If you if I were to use your iMac to crack that particular password, trying everything, it would take your iMac hmm, 10 years. Give or take. Oh, I thought it was going to be longer than that. Yeah, I, I said give or take. I'm not that good with math. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, but, hey, but, I like I'm, but, but doing nothing else. I feel like it would, I feel like trying it would be like a thousands trying, of years. You know, it's trying 100 passwords a second. Oh, okay. Oh. So, you know, 10 years, 100 passwords a second. That's 10 years? You'll change your password before that. Maybe she's 120% 60 now. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> whatever it is, you know what I mean? No, I got a thing for Hillary Rodham Clinton, yeah. you know? And it just seems it's it, it because it has to but you also have to account for the fact that it has to go through all. I mean, I'm I'm probably doing the math wrong cuz it's probably not 27 to the power of 200 because you also have to account for like okay, it gets to what Margaret Thatcher's 100% sex. It still has to go A through Z capital letters, one oh, through zero. And let's God. even say it gets to sex with the letter Z, sex Z, right? And, and it skips over Y for whatever reason or lowercase or whatever the fuck have you. Like, it doesn't know that all of those letters along the way were right. Do you know oh, what I'm saying? Jeez. Right? So, like, yeah, you're... It's, 
You know what I mean? Who knows? Like, the exponential of it is, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I I get a headache thinking about those kinds of numbers. I I, I don't know the math. I'm just telling you that, yes, Margaret Thatcher is 100%, 110% sexy. Actually, even right now, even though... It's been on John Oliver, blah, blah, blah. If you put that as your password, no one's – make it 120% sexy. Like it's very unlikely that anyone's no, going to use it. do that because I don't think anybody really knows how to smell, spell Margaret Thatcher. M-A-R-G-A-R-E-T-T-H-A-T-C-H-E-R-I-S-1-1-0% capital – Caps lock, S E X Y. And I did not look down during that whole point, by the way. I don't I can't I can't spell check you though. I can All right, well. I don't know you if you were got looking it right. at it. It was on the screen while yeah, I was, it, well, no, it, wasn't it was on the screen you were looking at. All right. Uh okay, moving along. Uh go to fight fight two one five dot org. That's fight two fifteen. That is the that is the uh article two fifteen of the Patriot Act is the one that the entire Edward Snowden documentary is made about. It's the one that uh, that that uh, that matters. It's it's about calling your congressman. It's about uh, writing a letter. It's about uh, throwing some money at it. You don't even need to throw money. It pretty much go to fight215.org. It'll tell you how to actually take action. That's the part of the Patriot Act that expires in June. And we have the power to change that. That we're hoping will not get renewed. That is the part, yes. Not or get extended. renewed. It did not get renewed, extended, and heavily and or heavily altered. We're hoping that for either complete deletion or heavy alteration. But that's the one where they're saying like reasonable suspicion digitally. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, reasonable suspicion digitally. We can take whatever we want. Yes. So go to fight two one five dot org. It will be on the. It will be on. And two fifteen is also extended. Uh, f- for those of you wondering, I believe is extended to if they suspect you digitally. They can take whatever physical uh, evidence they want. Isn't that that one where it's like they're like, oh, we we suspect you digitally. We can go into your house and take your hard drive. Uh, Believe that's that. One. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I do, I knew. I do know that for a fact. It's the it's the metadata. Like yeah. Hey, we're just gathering information. Yeah. That's the one you want to fight. It's it'll it it would. It would, it would deal a, a huge blow to uh, the NSA's uh, unwarranted wiretapping abilities and, uh, more importantly, their constitutional ability to do anything about it. You know, and that's the most important because if it's it's that it you've seen it in cop shows a fucking million times or uh, movies and stuff like that where it's like. Oh, but we can't go in there. We don't have a warrant. And the guy like breaks down the door and whatever the fuck. Well, yeah. Well, in real life, like that's what that's what did the O.J. Simpson trial in. Yeah, yeah. Like they walked through the blood. Yeah. And so they were like, no, no, no. Oh, that officer can, really you know. kicking down that door in that movie just let that murderer off of murder. Yeah, yeah. Guess what? You can't get him on that. <laughs> Sopranos did that well. Yeah. That was the whole thing with uh, Doctor Melfi. They couldn't catch the rapist because somebody mishandled evidence. Yeah. And they were like, oops, we mishandled evidence. We, we have to let him go now. Yeah, we, what, we messed what, what, up what? the chain of custody on stuff. Yeah. yeah. So if you take away the NSA's ability to lawfully use any of that information to do anything against you, then uh, it doesn't really matter if they fucking – you can capture all day long, but you can't do fucking anything with it. So go fuck yourself. And, and they'd probably have to give it up. I mean it's not even so much that they'd, they wouldn't they'd be like, oh, we'll find a loophole. It's like if you're able to use that, that's a – you know, in court. 
You're fucked. Yeah. Uh, moving along, the uh, Amazon is filing the first ever lawsuit over fake product reviews. Uh, there are certain websites out there, for instance, uh, uh, buyamazonreviews.com, buyazonreviews.com, bayreviews.net, and buyreviewsnow.com. Are those, those four are mentioned in the lawsuit. This is not slander or libel. Um, I guess more slander because it's spoken, but... Um, uh, those four sites are being sued by Amazon, along with a couple others, uh, for where people can go. Like if you're if you're selling a product, you can go to those websites and like buy fake reviews, and people are like, "Oh my god, I love this thing." Okay, so that's what I want to. So these are people who are these are these are companies writing who, are companies that are writing fake reviews that are in praise of it. Because I was wondering, was this the same? Because I I know everyone probably read when. Uh, the, when Amazon had that $35,000 80-inch television, the LED one, mm-hmm. and a bunch of people started writing fake funny reviews for it because it was 35000 One guy wrote a thing. He's like, the, the resolution on the TV is wonderful. We miss our daughter. We had to sell her into child <laughs> slavery in order to pay for it. But right, right. 128 kilohertz per second, how can you pass? It, it, they were or very about, funny. Uh, like the 10-gallon drum of lube. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. And that, and that, that, so these, are, these aren't joke reviews. These no, are no, companies these are, that these are, are – uh, These are like a, a company. You go to this company and then they, ha- they, they pay you know, some guy $10 a day or whatever the fuck or $10 a review to like make up some shit about your product and how great it is. Like he reads the basic description and you send him along like, here's some other things we want to highlight. Mention the resolution of the TV or whatever the fuck, right? And then that person will make up a fake review for you. I so feel like you pay w- this company, they pay a bunch of fucking work at home, you know, people. I feel like there has to be a legal loophole here, though, where if these companies actually do send the product to them, they it do not. is an actual. Uh, they do not. They well, send them. They the send them an is. empty box. In fact, they send them an empty box and. Uh, and, uh, well, then that's bullshit. Yeah, and Amazon. If they're sending them the product. At Amazon least doesn't. At least Amazon they get the product. Yeah. Even if they're lying about it, at least they were right. Got right. the product, and they could at least and be saying something that's just about that. Journalistic integrity at that point, but Amazon, like the whole point of the sending the fake box, and they know that the people who are reviewing this know it's a fake box. But if I register to Amazon, hey, I'm sending this person a product to this person, then they'll come up as a verified buyer, which comes highest at the uh, at the yeah, reviews. Yeah. This is a verified buyer, which makes sense because I, I would sooner trust somebody who actually who I can verify. Amazon verified that this person actually bought this fucking product. So I'll listen to them versus like, yeah, I bought it in Home Depot. But listen, let me tell you what I what I can tell you about and Amazon. Amazon didn't know if they were shipping an empty box or a full box. Yeah, they have no idea. Yeah, exactly. They just know that this person received a package that was supposed to be this. And if it was empty yeah, uh, and, and I, those I would people, think they would complain about it. Yeah, but they don't because they, they don't, knew obviously because they, they know yeah. it's an empty box. Yeah, it's crazy. But uh, uh, so they're cracking down. It's a weird. It's a, it's a well, that weird. is terribly deceptive. That yeah, is, yeah, that yeah. is some it, grimy shit. <laughs> on the one hand, I'm glad that they're doing it. On the other hand, poor Amazon. It's a whack a mole. Good luck. You're fucked. What are you gonna do? You can't. You can't crack down all of this shit. It's too easy to game that system, and that's the problem with you know user reviews. Well, but that if they get a if they get an injunction or not, an in, I think the word I'm looking for is injunction against these companies that are writing these reviews. They'd be able to find out who is writing the reviews for them, and pull all the reviews for those people that were 
paid for by which I them. think is what they're trying to do. But also, if these companies don't keep good bookkeeping, then you're never going to find out. And anyways. frankly, right now, I'm sure those companies are burning those books. Yeah, I was about to say it yeah. would not behoove them to keep records <laughs> yeah. on any of this stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's the hard thing about all this is you go, oh well, I'm sure they have records. The only people who have records are people who it behooves to have records. Yeah, like yeah. I keep records because if I don't, I could lose money. Uh, these people lose records because if they kept them, they might lose money. You right. understand where well, that is going? Kinda... Let's put it this way: like if I said, "Okay, I got ten dudes that'll review your product," and so I went to those ten dudes and I was like, "Hey, review this product. I'll pay you ten bucks. It'll take you five minutes, right?" And they do it, and then later I refresh. Oh, there's ten new reviews. All right, I'll pay those guys off. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all you need to do. You don't need to worry about who. I still don't understand why. Make up a fake name. Why not just send them the product? Because then you're at least covering yourself legally in the whole idea of this whole of this whole horse. Well, sure. If you've got a if you've got a good product. Yeah, that's what you do. You go, <laughs> you go to legitimate. You go to legitimate journalists, The Verge and Gizmodo and Engadget and Daring Fireball and you name it. You go to like legitimate, and there's a shit ton of YouTube reviewers. You can go to legitimate reviewers all day long. But like, if you're gonna go buy an Amazon reviews, you're not really probably selling something that like, those <laughs> motherfuckers would say something nice. If you're buying reviews for your shit. It's because no one's reviewing your shit nicely already. Mm. I mean, this is the same with you know Google Play Store, Amazon, uh, Apple App Store, uh, Amazon reviews. Uh, uh, you, f- you fucking name it. If there's a place, uh, Yelp reviews. I've had that issue with Yelp for a while. I, I've talked about it on uh, an, another podcast. Uh, I've had that issue with Weed Maps because Weed Maps allows people to uh, they allow the the stores to pay to have their yeah. Things shown higher, they can pay to have bad reviews taken off. I sure, go, sure. Well, at that point, you've defeated the whole purpose of user reviewing. Well, it's 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 like the amount of weed shops I've gone to that go leave us a review on blankety blank, you know, weedstore yeah. dot com or whatever the fuck. Uh, leave us a four or five star review, and you get fifteen percent off your next you know thing. And you go like, all right. If I thought it was a three, it's a five now. Yeah. If I saw it was a two, maybe it's a four. And if I thought it was a one, then fuck it. I'm never going back there. I'm never there. going so back it doesn't again matter. anyways, yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's how they get the – you know, it's, 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 it's the shitty thing about user reviews. On the one hand, it's nice because you can, you know, aggregate. What I, what I recommend people do is, is a fun little bit of math you can do on Amazon uh, for, for anything. Let's say, you know, I go to Amazon.com. They're, they're pushing their Kindle Paperwhite. Now, I happen to know from, from reading, you know, legitimate journalist reviews uh, what the, uh, what, that it's actually a very good device. And I've, I've owned past Kindles, and I have no problem with the Kindle. So it doesn't surprise me that there's four, four and a half out of five stars with 37,000 fucking reviews. <laughs> but if you look right next to the stars where it says, you know, it's got like the number of stars that a thing has, and it says how many reviews, there's a little down arrow. Now, if you just mouse over that, it'll show you the breakdown. Five star, four star, three star, two star, one star. Now, I I say anything two star one star is a bad review. Mm-hmm. Three star I cut in half and call half it good, half bad. Right? Okay. So let's suppose five star and four star. Five star is twenty six eight twenty two. Right? 
uh, 26-822 and 5824, right? Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. 26-822 plus, uh, what was the other one? <laughs> Five. Hold on. 5624, I think. Yeah, let's just call it that. It doesn't really matter, right? So that's 32446. 32446 divided by um, 36840. And I'm leaving all the I'm, – I'm, for the sake of this, this demo, I'm leaving the – the three-star reviews is bad. Let's call them that. Yeah. Uh, just doing the math, leaving, pretending that all three stars are bad. 32,446 divided by 36,840, which is the total amount. 88% of people said this is fantastic. This is fantastic. That is a, that is a B plus if you have a nice teacher, A minus in, in any book. Yeah. 88% of people were like blown away. Four to five stars blown away. So that's the way that's the that's the smartest way you can do it. It only really works if it's more than like, you know, 100 reviews. Um uh, you just take the top 4 and 5 star reviews, add those numbers together, divide it by the total and you get a percentage, 0. Point whatever the fuck. Now, again, with the 3 stars, you know, you can split them in half sometimes. That's yeah. another way to do it or you can just ignore them. And then- I've also seen you do that though where you'll go through, you'll go uh, I, I ignore you. You'll a lot of times I've seen you going through reviews. You'll ignore the good reviews. You're like, well, if they like it, they like it. What I want to see is who didn't like it and why didn't you like it. And I've seen you go through and be like, oh, you just had a bad user experience with someone in uh, in uh, customer service. You'll actually go through and see. It. Yeah, a lot of times people leaving one and two stars are leaving gripes about something that isn't sometimes even about the product. It was about how the product was shipped to them, yes. uh, a problem with customer that, relations, uh, a problem with how the, long way, it took to ship. Doing doing the math on just a two-star and one-star, uh, 0.05% of – no, I'm that. sorry. That would be just 5%. So 5% yeah. of 37,000 people thought, nah, this is bullshit. So, But yeah, yeah, yeah. There is – if you could, if you read the review itself, there's a lot you can glean, and I can find a fake review pretty easily. If it's just too glowing, I'm like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I will. That was why. Like I said, I've given I, things, I've given things five star reviews where I go, listen, this is all the things I like about it. This I don't like, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, and it probably won't matter to you. But like, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to be too goddamn glowing. You know, like I, I, I can give you. Fucking forty things I don't like about my iPhone. You know what I mean? But like, you know, I'd still grade it a five stars. But I, could, I'm if you just want to know the bad things, I'm like, okay, here's all the bad things. You know what I mean? Uh, if I just gave you great things about it, then yeah, it'd be like a little suspicious. You'd be like, all right, who's who's paying you for this shit? You know, what I mean? like any number of things. Well, that was why I said it, it makes a lot more sense to kind of ignore what the good reviews are because if you like it, you like it. I don't care what you have to say about it if you, lo- yeah, if you yeah. thought it was great. And if you check the shit, if, uh, the one-star reviews, some, you can ignore like the five and one pretty much yeah. to some degree. I mean sometimes the one-star reviews are legitimate. But what pisses me off, this happens, you know, this happens on any user review thing. Yelp, uh, app stores of any kind, uh, Amazon, you name it. Uh, there are people who have a grudge that'll rate something one star with a fucking grudge. Yeah. Amazon said it was going to ship on Thursday and it arrived on Saturday. Oh, fuck you. That's not a review of the fucking product. Okay? Yeah. It doesn't matter how fucking long it took to get to you. 
what was the fucking product like? Okay, you can bitch at Amazon all day long, but don't fucking take it out on the goddamn product. I'm with you on that I don't mean to be all hail corporate, but fuck you, you know? (laughs) If it showed up and it was broken, that's Amazon's fault. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or, and or if it UPS showed up late, fault. it was Amazon's fault. And if you yeah, had a or problem. UPS or USPS or whoever the fuck. But if it shows up and you put the product together and all the parts are supposed that they're supposed to be there are there, and you put it together and use it once and it breaks in half, yes, that's the manufacturer. Then you can complain. Then by all fucking means, one star, away. one star, and fucking give them hell. Right, the mind Kampf of <laughs> oh god of bad Is products. That what we have to make I the just, reference. Just, <laughs> oh god! Oh god! It is so just, many different books I was you could have chose. Yeah, There's so many I'm different sorry. books. Right, the manifesto of Ted Kaczynski <laughs> about. Uh, all right. Um, <clears throat> okay, this is an important thing I need to mention. It's going to be quick, but I need to mention it. The EFF, that's the Electronic Frontier Foundation. And by the way, if you're going to donate, like if you have one of those things where you're like, I need to donate to a charity this year, the EFF, the Electronic Frontier Foundation, EFF.org, will will be the best usage of your funds uh, from now until the end of time. Um, They finally, just a few days ago, beat out the uh, – pieces of shit motherfucking patent trolls at Personal Audio LLC that tried to sue the some of the largest podcasters in the world as part of a patent saying, like, they owned the podcast technology. And no, they did not. They just got themselves a patent because they noticed nobody else had it, and then they went after motherfuckers. And the EFF... Oh, I hate those types of people. Yeah, patent trolls are the fucking worst. And so they, they threatened to sue all these various companies. Now, what they do... These patent trolls uh, do, and, and in this case did, is they go after the little guy. Like uh, they go after the big guy first. You know, your Adam Carollas, yeah. your your WTFs, your uh, Earwolf Studios, whatever have you. And they go, hey, we got this thing. Now you can you can just pay us off. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll take five hundred thousand out of court, and we'll leave mm-hmm. you alone. But they're gonna go after like the top, let's say fifty podcast studios and or podcast individuals which by the way if only two of those 48 of them probably have lawyers who are like we can make this go away no problem two of them are going to be like just pay them make them go away and that's all they need from that that business model but unfortunately you know that's the thing is you either pay them off or now you fight it in court fighting it in court sometimes costs more than paying them off and that's the unfortunate thing but then you're a you know us right if they'd have come to, if they'd have come to, you know, straight riffing back when I was doing straight riffing, which is when they first started doing this stuff, if they'd have come to straight riffing and said like cease and desist with this fucking legal thing. Yeah, no, I would have sent him a fax of my testicles. But <laughs> why a fax? Because it takes a lot longer. Let's waste, <laughs> let's waste some paper while we're at it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I got I'm going to send you my testicles on the yeah, slowest like, possible uh, medium yeah, to exactly. transport them. I'm going to fax you a picture. Hold on. Let me fax you over a document. I'm like, fucking testicles. I don't know. <laughs> seems, seems like, yeah. <laughs> what is that? Because they're, they're like in te- anticipation. They're like. Well, I see something I see is coming out. Yeah, I don't know. Man, it's got a, oh, it's it's got a very strange uh, signature. Uh, there's a lot of texture and nuance. <laughs> anyway, 
Uh, and, and that's just me because I'm a fucking idiot. And and probably they could like sue me for that. I don't know. It'd be a separate thing where like he he made obscene gestures <laughs> over a fax machine. I don't know. But I'm saying that like, but we own the patent for that. But too. theoretically, yeah, they could come after a smaller podcast thing, throw you into court, and it's like, oh, you have to appear on like March fifteenth. And they're like, what, 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 what? Now I don't have legal representation, and I can't pay them off. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Well, I guess I got to shut down. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then the bigger guys are like, "Well, fuck it, we'll pay him off." Yeah, keep doing what we're doing. I don't want to go to court. That's a lot of money to fucking hire a lawyer and a whole thing. And then people gave Adam Carolla shit because he was asking for money to help fight them, and they were like, "You've got the money," and he was just like, "Dude, if we work together, I've got a whole shit ton of money." And then with the whole shit ton of money, I can hire a whole shit ton of lawyers and fucking bury these assholes. Yeah. So EFF successfully shut them down, and a judge said, uh, no. <laughs> good. You're, uh, it's a podcast. Go fuck yourself. So that's, that's very good. EFF, hooray. Um, there is a, Get those donations, baby. There is a Kickstarter campaign for the Tico, T-I-K-O, Unibody 3D printer. There's only 16 days left to go. This is a 3D printer that is uh, – it, it, you could hold it in your hand. All uh, – the first $180 3D printer. And uh, you don't have to calibrate it or set up all the mechanisms. That's the whole thing about 3D printers. A lot of times you like calibrate them. You got to build them yourself. You got to do all this crazy shit. This thing is a tube – and because of the way that it's set up, the structure is inside the tube connected to the walls. So it calibrates itself digitally and it has a, a great deal of space for, for pretty much any kind of 3D printing you want to do. But 180 bucks. Wow. They've and, already made their goal by, by 18 times, it seems. Like their goal was 100,000 bucks. And they've made yeah, 1. 1. 8 million. 1.8 million. Yeah. Just an interesting thing. I think uh, – this might be my first 3D printer. I probably ought to, I ought to pick one up at some point. Um, Once keep, it's actually made? Uh, no, I mean, I could, I could do it now. It looks like they're still available. Um, 861 back. So I don't, I don't know at what point I, I don't have to. I've, I've only backed one other Kickstarter, and that was the Exploding Kittens card game. But you know what? I'll, <laughs> I'll take this. Like, I, they, they don't really estimate delivery November 2015. I could make Christmas presents. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I might do it, but it's it's interesting. One hundred eighty dollars three D printer. I mean, it's that's what that, it's a lot. Now bigger you're than getting. You, and now it's a lot you're bigger getting, than I thought it was when you actually showed when I was seeing the video when you scrolled down. I thought that you were talking about in the palm of my hand. It's, no, no, but it's, it's a decent it's, size. It's, it's the size of a very small tra- of a small trash can. It's not cylindrical. I'm sorry, it's triangular. But yeah. you know, it could fit on this laptop. It could, this laptop could be a footprint for it. Maybe I don't know. It's it's small. It's probably, you know, from one corner to another seven inches, eight inches, maybe. You it's, know, it's, it's big-ish. You've but shown a lot of interest in this 3D printing thing. Well, I, 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 as always, I don't know what the fuck I would do with it, honestly. Well, yeah, that's always my issue. I, yeah. I talked to you about this last week. I, will, I, I, will, I'm always, <clears throat> I don't get application for this. I, I, will, I do know for a fact that, I mean, uh, you know... How many times have you had it where you've got like a little – like a product of some kind where like some stupid little preparatory piece that you really – like broke and you're like, fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to buy a $100 new one for this tiny little piece. That's where a 3D printer would come in handy. That's the number one thing I can think of is like little parts – and that's yeah, what that, a lot of people say. It's like little parts the, of things that that's like the break. application that I was asking about. That actually, for 180 bucks, that is yeah. Most of them replace I mean, all those one-off unreplaceable parts is kind of a effing awesome thing to be able to have. 
I, I mean, I think the cheapest one you can find today, a 3D printer, cheapest thing, you probably, I'd say, $750, $800, maybe. Didn't they have that really cheap one that we saw at, like, uh, Staples? I feel like, wasn't that? It was, was, was $1,200. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. That little tiny one? Yeah. Which was a lot smaller than this. No, no, it was it, it would it would probably print about the same because it had those shit. cartridges, didn't it? The color cartridges that you put in, and it printed off that those yeah, plastic. Yeah. Well, blocks, that's the, the the other nice thing about this Tico. I wish I could remember the name of it. It doesn't really matter. I could look it up, but um, it, it you know you go to Staples, whatever. It's cool that they have them at Staples. It's cool that like they're like, hey, look, three D printer. Like that's kind of nice. But there's filaments that you use, and a lot of 3D printers tend to use, like, you know, much like regular printers, they have this, like, proprietary, oh, you have to use this kind of filament and this kind of size and so on and so forth. Because of the way this thing's made, you can just use whatever filament you want. It doesn't fucking matter. They're like, yeah, go oh, ahead. Snap. You just throw in a fucking spool, whatever color, whatever brand, whatever thickness. I think whatever thickness. I'm probably within a certain amount, I'm sure. Like within It'll make it work? It'll make it work. It's like, yeah, yeah, we, we know how to work with that. Wow, which is yeah. Again, it's 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 a it's a three D printer for the rest. Tico, what's up? Yeah, right. Pretty good. Pretty good deal. Uh, quick note that um, I I I I think I mentioned this to to Alex in private. I said I I will not buy the first generation Apple Watch myself, but I said they probably would sell pretty well. Um, pretty well was an understatement. Sure. They they sold out of the entire stock of every single kind of Apple Watch in less than six hours. Wow, that's the soonest you can get an Apple Watch. If you were to try to buy one now, would be mid June. Yeah, and they come out next week. <laughs> so, Jeez. like, you are every single one already spoken for. Every single one that has ever been made is already spoken for until mid to late June. That's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'm gonna have to wait till. Uh... I'm not get, I I'm upgrading. I'm switching to the Apple world in uh, in July. So okay. well, maybe by that time. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> They're gonna have to ramp up production. I don't know. That's the, that is the thing about when Apple announces a new product that people really like. Is they run after it. They fucking have a really hard time with their keeping the keeping the stock up. But they also have a tendency to meet demand. A few months later, and well, then yeah, when keep you up when you it. have three and a half entire villages somewhere, you know, off in the middle of China who probably only do this, how do you ever run out in the first place? Uh, well, you know, enough people. They they launched it in nine countries on day one, so so nine countries worth of people were like, yeah, I want, I want, <laughs> you know, what I mean, like that's pretty crazy. Usually it's just the U.S. and like we'll talk about other countries later, but they went like, no, 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 nine countries, motherfucker, and uh, yeah, they sold out everything, their entire stock in six hours, which is because you know. some because some prince in Abu Dhabi ordered all of the ten thousand dollar solid gold eye watches. Could be. Yeah. I will take yeah. six of the gold. I wonder how much the because that's the thing is like okay the the standard like Apple Watch Sport Edition which is like whatever three ninety nine I, I have to look it up but let's just call it three ninety nine four hundred bucks right uh, fuck it I'm gonna look it up <laughs> I don't want to be wrong or whatever the fuck um, watch sport. View models and pricing. So the base model, sorry, three forty nine. If you want the small three thirty eight millimeter case with the white sport band, three forty nine. So that was very close. Three ninety nine is the forty two millimeter. So whatever, three hundred fifty bucks. Now 
if you if you got one of those pre-order ones, you could throw that on eBay. Fucking the day you get it, you could throw that on eBay and get six hundred bucks, no props. But now I wonder when you're talking about like the Apple Watch edition with seventeen fucking k, you probably can't throw that on eBay for twenty k. Really, you think? Because like you know you're talking about like rich people and like. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to be like, I know a guy. Yeah, but that's the whole thing. <laughs> I don't if, know. If whatever. Rich, when rich people know. want something. Yeah, they know a guy. That's a, the, well, when, they want, when they want something, they know a guy. I don't know. I don't but know. But with something like this, if they're all sold out and your guy can't get them, that's when it goes, okay, well, I looked on the internet. Uh, well, I only have to pay a $5,000 upcharge to get the solid gold one of what it would have been. And I, I want I it now. I, I'm not saying I'm right about You this. only need one guy to be willing to click yeah. the buy it now button. I'm not saying I'm right about this. I just, in my head, I feel like it wouldn't, I don't think you'd make the profit margin percentage-wise on a, an addition as you would a sport, is all I'm saying. I don't know if you're getting six hundred dollars for that sport. Oh, you could easily. Come on, you remember? I mean, think about like for someone who's not someone who's not willing to wait two months is going to pay an extra. Is going to basically pay a hundred percent extra. Two months, maybe. You know, by that time in a week, it could be backed up. I don't know if people are going to be willing to pay that much money. You say that, but if you recall, I remember the fucking summer of or for the fucking winter of. The uh, the Xbox 360, PS3, and the Wii. And I'm saying the Wii that was too fitty out the fucking door, uh, people were paying fucking $900 for it. One woman died holding her pee, if you recall, for a Wii. Held I, her Wii for a Wii. She I thought, died. I thought that she, woman d- died from drinking water. From Yeah, she drank water and didn't pee. And that, that will yeah. kill you. Yeah. Yeah. It was a water drinking competition that a, it was that not a radio water, station no, was no, holding. No, it. they were holding a hold your weed for we. And they uh, needed to prove that you hadn't just weed, so they made you drink a bunch of water. And she held her Wii, and she got the Wii, and fucking died. She oh. died over a Wii. And that's two hundred and fifty bucks. Oh my god. And mind you, yeah, if she waited till after Christmas, they were fine. You were you could get them all day long for th- fucking two fifty. In fucking January 12th. You know what I mean? But like October 18th or November 3rd, they were fucking five, $600 on eBay. Wow. I paid 350 for mine. I had to go meet some dude at a fucking coffee shop and shit like that in the middle of the goddamn night. <laughs> and I was like inspecting everything and like, you know, I carried a knife with me, you know, and I was recording the conversation on my phone. Like, you know what I mean? I had motherfuckers on speed dial. Like I was, I was, you know, for a wee, huh? Yeah, but I'm saying like a PS3 at that time that was that was four hundred bucks. People were paying thousand, twelve hundred dollars. Okay, I mean, you know, historically you can look that up. Like it's, yeah, you, know, you, you, you keep a better record of those things than me. I, I, just, I remember. I'm saying I wouldn't pay. I remember it, I at that time because I wanted a Wii. Not so bad that I was going to kill myself, but I wanted a Wii. And I thought if I could get one for three fifty, I'll pick it up. Yeah. And uh, and I ended up paying four hundred, not for the Wii, but I paid three fifty for the Wii, and then I bought like two or three extra controllers and and the nunchuck and stuff like that. Yeah. So I paid HDMI converter. No, I didn't have an HDMI TV uh, at the time, but I I paid all told, I probably paid about eighty bucks over retail. You know what I mean? Something like that after everything was said and done, which is still you know a bit much, but it wasn't you know, and and yeah. You know, month and a half, two months later, motherfuckers were everywhere, you know. Yeah. But I recall at the time, because uh, I was trying to get a Wii, 
every fucking electronic store I went to, the headlines for the Xbox 360 and the PS3. And, you know, people were fucking lining up for that shit. And I was like, well, what are those going for? And I'd go on eBay and it was like 1200 bucks. No, no shit, you know? And were people, were they selling at that or were they just asking for that? Don't be all fucking pawn stars about it. Yeah, you could. Sorry. Definitely, yeah, I know. There there definitely were people paying a thousand bucks. Like, okay, okay, you're Rich rich Bags McGee, right? Sorry, I can't help myself. I had to go pawn stars on you a little bit. That's fine. (laughs) You're Rich Bags McGee and fucking little Bobby wants a goddamn Xbox 360 for Christmas. 1200 bucks on yeah Yeah, you're gonna pay 1200 bucks you're like fuck it yeah yeah 1200 dollars. yeah yeah you want me to i'll throw in a small african child (laughs) as well (laughs) i don't know whatever timmy do you want to own an oppressive african state i think i can get one on a good deal on ebay i want my xbox all right all right fine fine Fine. i gotta import some african children i was gonna throw in cambodia but uh, you just want an xbox 360 you never know what they're gonna do with those wheat fields they might (laughs) turn a profit god damn it bobby you want to play fucking call of duty all right fine uh yeah so i call of duty might be fun now but blood diamonds of the future i I would i would say you could almost double your money on the on the on the base model sport, I think. Right. Uh, I don't know. That's the thing. The addition, I don't know if you double your money. I don't think. I think you'd get money. I don't know about double, but I think you make more. You're only going to make 300 bucks on the on the sport. If you buy the addition for 17000 I think that you can sell that for eighteen or nineteen. You would, but but you're making a thousand bucks as opposed to three hundred. Yeah, but you put seventeen thousand dollars down. You want a lot more than two thousand back. This is Pawn Stars knowledge, you know, right? Off yeah, that. like you know what I mean. You take an Apple Watch addition uh, to Pawn Stars, and they're like, "Yeah, this is about seventeen thousand on the open market. I'll give you, you know, twelve five. Yeah. Like, listen, it's going to sit there for a while. I don't have a lot of people coming in here asking for the Apple Watch edition, you know. The, yeah, yeah. And not, mind you, the, the, the standard edition is 10000 That's about quotes as the 10000 but it goes up to 17000 So you need to keep that in mind as it goes up to $17,000. My thing is I think that Apple kind of spread themselves a little bit thin with the whole thing because of the fact that they have replaceable bands. I don't know why they didn't just go, take this case or this case or this case, figure out your band later. You know, that seems silly to me. I don't know. And I know that there's going to be a huge third-party market for the fucking bands. Of course. There's going to be fucking kiosks popping up all over every goddamn mall in this country selling, like, Apple Watch bands. They're going to be all over eBay. They're going to be all over Amazon. They're going to be 50 cents, 75 cents. They're going to have the worst graphics you've ever seen. They're going to fall apart in a day. But motherfuckers are going to be lining up. China is going to be putting them things, pumping them things out for fucking 20 years, those fucking things. Uh, so it just seems weird to me that, that the way that, that Apple did it, where they didn't just go, let the third-party market handle the fucking straps and we'll sell the base models for cheaper. And selling the base model for cheaper, you'd put them out there. But I don't buy anything first-gen Apple, and I'm not buying the first-gen Apple Watch. Second-gen, maybe. Mm, I'll probably pick it up around the third-gen. Just my, my guess. I could be wrong, but I don't know. Uh, unless for some reason, like I know a guy who's like, Hey, listen, I'm getting rid of my Apple watch. You want it? I'd be like, all right, I'll take a first gen, you know, but I'm not buying it from Apple first gen. Nope. I'm curious. I, I, we have, we have a friend who's been using, uh, one, he has the Samsung smartwatch, but he's Mm -hmm. been very happy with it. Uh, I never think it's absurdly large. It's very large. Uh, but I, it's with me. It's always about functionality. I actually see a function in the phone watch. I, I don't disagree I, with I, I you. I do see I just, a very uh, large function in it. I have the problem with the fact that I'm very bad about 
jewelry, wrist, any of that stuff, rings to sure. watches, any of that. I'm very fidgety. So things, I have to be able to leave them on for a couple of weeks before I can start ignoring them. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, I, that's the only I, worry I that I have that's, with, yeah, the, with the watch is that I've just never been a watch guy. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, what? I've, 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 I've had a few watches in my day, and yeah, it always takes a good two weeks to get used to, like, wearing it, you know. I like jewelry. I like, you know, I, I don't have any... Uh, you know, and I can I can certainly see the utility for it to some degree, and I know that um, uh, it's the apps are going to make it. You know, somebody's going to make a killer app. Somebody's yeah. going to make a few killer apps. It's the same thing with the iPhone. Like you know, it came out. It, it was like a feature phone at first, without an app store. It was just a feature phone. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there's better phones out there. And then uh, and I fucked up corrections department. My first app, my first iPhone was not the 3G. It was the 3GS. The 3G was the second iPhone. I got the third generation. The 3GS was my first iPhone. Okay, okay. And uh, and that was you know the, long after the app store, but they started including. I can't even remember. I had to look up what they included in the 3GS. But I was like, all right, I'm on board. I think maybe they put a flash into the camera or something. I don't know. But it was something where I was like, okay, that is pretty cool. Like. And also, I was done with my cell phone, and like I needed a new one anyway because it had been two and a half years or something. Um, and I, I that it'll be killer apps, and I I know that it'll get thinner and better and things like that. The only thing that concerns me about the watch, certainly the edition models, is I know that Apple has mentioned, and it's on their website. Like they they talk about the, it's like a system on a chip and all this stuff and stuff. Like the internals can pop in and out, and I'm like. I wonder if kind of like under the radar, if they'll just tell people who buy the edition, like, by the way, like when we release the next one, you can just come in and we'll just swap it out. Like, because it seems to me that's the way you would do it. $17,000. If I just give you back that gold case and like now you've made the whole thing thinner, you know, all right, cool. Let's just swap the fucker out. Like yeah, we can smelt internals. this bitch out. We can smelt this gold, you know, it's yeah. still worth the weight it is in gold. Fuck you. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, I mean, now things like that are rarely solid gold because gold is so soft. But there's still a lot of gold. Yeah, yeah, it's not gold plated. Yeah, but you know, yeah, and that's the, their whole thing. It's like it's not gold plated, but it's as pure gold as you're gonna get, and it's solid. It's like a Rolex. I mean, essentially, yeah. that's that's the price they're going. We're going yeah. with that Rolex shit, which I I think gold is garish and ugly, and I hate it. But you know, somebody who likes that shit, by all means, like some white gold. I I feel like you know. It, I because there's no like subsidies on it and anything else like that. I don't know. For some reason, it seems to me that you would want to do something to like let people swap the shit in and out. And I again, it's going to get faster. It's going to get thinner. It's going to include more features. You know, the iPad one is fucking useless. You know, iPad two. The Apple sold. I think they still sell the iPad two. In fact, like yeah, like you and me saw. Them, yeah, you and me saw them. We were talking about possibly getting one for the studio. Uh, I'm pretty was, sure. Hold on. If I just go to shop the store.apple.com and I click uh, shop iPad, uh, no, they they do not. No, they no longer sell the iPad two. They sell the iPad Air two, iPad Air, iPad Mini three, iPad Mini two, iPad Mini. They do not any longer sell the iPad two, but they sell the original iPad Air, which is probably pretty cheap, relatively speaking. Yeah, four hundred bucks. Same price as an Apple Watch, which uh, is <laughs> funny. But, uh, um, you know, yeah, the, the, the original iPad today you can get all day every day for 80 bucks. the original wow. iPad. But you can't do a lot with it. You can't even upgrade it to, like, iOS 6, I think, and we're on iOS 8 now. 
Like, it's it's useless, you know. But the iPad 2, I have one. I'm running iOS 8 on it right now. Like, it does all the stuff, you know what I mean? It's not Retina, but it's nice. And they were selling it, again, until, like, I want to say, like, a year ago. Uh, the original iPhone, same kind of thing. The original iPod Touch. All these original kind of things, like the first model of something that Apple does, is usually crippled quite a bit. But they're sort of proof of concept in a sense, but the, they're selling. And it's like if you want to jump on that board, go ahead. Jump on that train. Have have a good old time. But like me, uh, I've been around the Apple block a few times. I'm fucking staying the hell away. I'm staying the hell away from first generation everything Apple. You know, let them work the bugs out. Yeah, and now mind you, the first iPad Air. I don't call that first generation. That's just a, that's a, a, a reworking of something. Yeah, the newest incarnation. Yeah, but first generation when they come out with a new product, you're gonna. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll take. I'll see what's going on. First uh, generation iMac, if you recall, one color. You know. What I mean? I remember the, the you know. I remember the theory or the the I guess you kind of call it a conspiracy theory that you shared with me when they announced the Apple Watch that you said I wouldn't be surprised if Apple kind of started speculating and kicking around the idea of a watch a year and a half two years ago just to get Samsung to make one so that they can go okay what did you fuck up there well how can we improve on that and make at least our first generation better than our first generation would have been if it was the first watch ever to be put out. Because I think Samsung, on the other hand, they're very quick to always want to be the first one to put something out. Yeah. So we were the first one with the pen, the first one with this, the first one with that. Yeah. So when they heard, oh, Apple's thinking about doing a watch, quick, get a watch out. Yeah. I, 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 I'm I not sure how I phrased it. Their, fir- their like- first watch had a camera on it. It was bulky. It was ugly. Yeah, it was yeah. terrible. I mean, I, and and the thing is, there's no good reviews on the, on the watch that Rubble has, unfortunately. Like when he was like, he was like, "Find me the best, you know, smartwatch and whatever have you." And I went on the wire cutter. That was not the one. And they actually said the best smartwatch doesn't exist. They're all shit. Oh wow. Yeah, they were like, they're all shit. But here's how terrible this the, that Galaxy watch that he has is. And I'm not saying. I mean, if he's happy with it, great. And that's very cool. I think it's extremely large and it's very weird looking. Uh, and it obviously wouldn't work with anything I have, but he has a Samsung phone, so it probably works great for him. And if he's happy with it, cool, no problem, you know. But I, I don't, I don't know how I would have phrased it at the time that we were talking about that. But I probably would have, you know, not n- not a literal conspiracy theory. But I think that there is a certain amount of like, like things are going to leak out of Apple. They try to keep a very tight ship. Yeah. As, as Steve Jobs used to say, Apple is a ship that leaks from the top. Um. And I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be blown away, surprised if somebody was like, "Yeah, like when somebody gets information about a thing or whatever the hell, ha- Apple will let out certain details because that means somebody's going to come to market and blah blah." But I, I more more to the point, Apple never tries to be the first anyway. They may have not even thought about a watch until Samsung started making these smartwatches, and then they were like, "Oh, really." This is bullshit. Like we're let me let's let me show how a watch is done. I, maybe you know that that would be my 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 genuine guess is that they they're the type they're the type of company I have seen thus far um, uh, in watching them over the years. They're the type of the company that looks at a thing that's already there and goes like, "Can we make it better? Can yeah, that's, make it better? that's not very good. I yeah. think I think we can do better." No, that's fair. You know, the, the the Apple the iPhone, it was rumored for fucking decade yeah. that Apple was going to make a phone. And I remember going like, why would Apple ever make a phone? 
And they worked on a phone with Motorola once that basically just had iTunes on it. I it was remember a fucking that. Yeah. Pile of shit. I remember that phone. And Apple was like, "All right, we're doing it in house. We're not doing it at all." And the speculation about the iPhone, I, I mean, it's it would be difficult to find today because if you search for iPhone, you're going to find everything except for pre-iPhone iPhones. But you know, it was talked about for five, six years. Every single time Apple had an event, people were like, "They're going to announce a phone." And then, yeah. And, and then I, I never still remember when you showed me the video recently uh, of Jobs announcing. That was, was his greatest work of all time. That was the greatest thing he ever did. That, that, that was the greatest presentation he ever gave. Might have been one of the greatest corporate presentations you'll ever see. Although you did explain to me that apparently the phone call that he made was not a phone call. Phone, it was made over a Wi-Fi band, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, because they an actual phone. Yeah, because they couldn't act, they couldn't fit all the device. They couldn't fit all of the the technology into the phone properly. Like at the time, a lot of it was smoke and mirrors. As far as like he had to do a very specific set of actions in a very specific order. Because if he launched it in slightly out of order, it would crash on him. Oh, jeez! And it would flaw. Like there's, a, I read this whole thing. It was just like this nerdy out like. Because I didn't, I, you don't even think about it, but to, to find out, it's just so fascinating. I don't know. It's interesting to me. Yeah, but, I mean, how much different would the iPhone have gone if during that presentation the whole thing had just crashed on him? Yeah, exactly. And that's why I'm saying, like, you know, he doesn't get that. You don't get that kind of luck in a tech <laughs> presentation. I mean, I still think, like, I've watched the original, the original 1984 Macintosh unveiling when he first announced it, uh, you know, way back in, you know, mid-'83 whatever it was, late 83. Um, and that was a fantastic, oh, so, so crazy. The Mac introduced itself. You know, like, <laughs> it was crazy. You know what I mean? Uh, which which people will hold up as, like, the greatest fucking of all everything. But I think, uh, I, still, I still feel like the iPhone kind of wins a little better because he talked about what he wanted to do. And he was like, so we were thinking we'll make something. We want to make an internet browser, a phone, a music player, a communications device. And here it is. And he like yeah. pulled it out of his pocket. And he was like, it's a web browser. It's an email client. It's a communicate. Like it was just, it was very cool. But uh, um, uh, they would not have come up with the iPhone had every fucking shit-ass Windows phone at the time, if you remember those fucking... I do, I do. The little little ball. and the, I mean, They're the worst. Ugh, it was the worst. If people hadn't just stumbled over their dicks, just fucking up interfaces left and right for five, six years, just making these overpriced, shit-ass phones with full keyboards and tiny screens that you yeah. couldn't touch. and Blackberries. Trying to run a full Windows install on a phone. And, like... If people hadn't been fucking just screwing that shit up left and right, then Apple would have never made the iPhone because they would have no motivation and things like that. And in fact, and this is a very, you know, this is not an apocryphal story. This is like, this is in the record. And it's so in the record that it's one of the first things people mention when they talk about people underestimating the iPhone. Uh, Steve Ballmer, on the day that it was announced, Steve Ballmer said, Steve Jobs goes to Macworld and he, he pulls out this iPhone. What was your first reaction when you saw that? <laughs> $500 fully subsidized with a plan? I said, that is the most expensive phone in the world, and it doesn't appeal to business customers because it doesn't have a keyboard, which makes it not a very good email machine. Now, it may sell very well or not. I, you know, 
we have our strategy. We've got great Windows mobile devices in the market today. We, you can get uh, a Motorola Q phone now for $99. It's a very capable machine. It'll do music. It'll do uh, Internet. It'll do email. It'll do instant messaging. So I, I kind of look at that and I say, well, I like our strategy. I like it a lot. All right. There's the, the, the quote I was trying to find specifically. He, he, his, his exact quote was, there is no chance that the iPhone will get any significant market share. No chance. It is a $500 subsidized item. They may make a lot of money, but if you look at the 1.3 billion phones that get sold, I'd prefer to have our software in 60 or 70 or 80% of them than I would 2 or 3%, which is what Apple might get. <sighs> Meanwhile, you couldn't fucking give away a Windows phone <laughs> fucking like a year after it got launched. No. That's a that's a guy who has no you know and that's what I'm saying like people are just like eh, I want fucking Apple playing with the little kitty toys like oh eh, whatever fucking have your one percent thing mm, they just and do then it better, fucking yeah. it just it decimated Microsoft where they yeah. were like like Windows eight was basically them going all right, all right all right we're serious about mobile look the whole operating system is mobile the whole operating system works like your phone do you like us yet like they 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 fucking floundered and shot and shit their pants for have you met. I have not personally. Have you met a person uh, since Windows made their new Windows phone uh, in the last you know two years? Have you met a single person who even knows a single person who has a Windows? I phone? know one person. Who oh, has okay. a Windows All phone. Right. He well, hates I it. now know one person who he knows hates a guy it because there's no apps on it whatsoever. Yeah, what a surprise. Well, you know, because nobody wants to, nobody gives a fuck because no one owns them. It's a catch twenty two. Yeah, but uh, you know, that's it was brought up as uh, I bring that up as like. Uh, at the time, the the reviewers were saying, or, or the tech pundits, I should say, when when Apple announced the iPhone, were like, "This is not some like new market that nobody knows what they're doing." We've yeah. got phones. We're good with phones. What do you think you're going to do with your fucking phone? We're good. We're good. And uh, one of my favorite uh, uh, things is the uh, uh, before and after iPhone. Uh, there's a little. Um, there's a little uh, – here we go. This is the one I'm looking for. If you look at this little infographic before smartphones or before iPhone, right? This is what all the phones look like, yeah. right? Then you got the iPhone and then just after, they all look like the iPhone. They all look like the iPhone, yeah. You know? And it's like uh, that's that's a huge thing. So it's like, uh, you know, yeah, it, it, changed the, it changed the marketplace. So it was like a, it was a big deal. But everybody thought like, oh, you're just fucking around. You have no idea. What, oh, this is for kids, you know. It's that thing where it's like, oh, only idiots would use that. Nobody wants to fucking, ah, you goddamn, you know. And uh, so. It was the idea of the, the yeah, I, I joke about this a lot because, you know, I work in uh, the sound world where I, you know, sometimes you need to be in a police station, sound like a cop. Sometimes you need to be a fire station, sound like a fireman. Sometimes you need to sound like FBI guy. The the ability to have a device in my hand with which to call up all information accessible throughout the known world. That was <coughs> – I didn't understand the relevance of that until it was actually given to me. Right, right. The first time that I was standing on the stage, I'm like, I don't know something. I can – Know it right now. Right, right. I don't need to go find the information. It's right here with me. And I – it's something that simple I think was kind of easy to overlook for a lot of people. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, but it's what they call the killer app. The killer app to the smartphone is information and, you know, information at your fingertips, like all the things you want to do and know mm-hmm. in one device. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and for a long time, I, I, I still carried around a voice recorder separate from the iPhone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I was like, I don't want to Nostalgia say. Uh, yeah, no, I just, I, did, I mean, I still also carried, a, I mean, you know, I, I, have, I have pictures, like I had, I, I wore cargo pants. I had a yeah. camera in one pocket and a fucking voice recorder in the other. I still have my iPhone. But I still had like a dedicated camera because it was like higher res, you know, and I yeah. still had a dedicated voice recorder, which I kind of still prefer because I think Apple really fucked up the voice memo system on the iPhone. Yeah, like it's, I've heard that before. It's it's syncing it to iTunes or anything else like that. Like it's a fucking nightmare. It's it it doesn't like I can't find any of my fucking. I have thousands, you know, or hundreds, whatever. If you're only doing like four or five, like yeah, I guess it's great. But like you know. They've gotten a little better where it forces you to name things. So, like, that's made, you know, it's, a made, better. The, it's made the organization better, but that's them forcing it on me. Yeah. What annoys me is that it used to name it by uh, date stamp, but every time you synced it to iTunes, it would change the date modified to what you were syncing it to. But you couldn't sort by name for date because, for instance, like 1 slash 13 slash 15, which would be January 13, 2015. Would come uh, before uh, one fourteen uh, fourteen. Let's suppose, right? Two thousand fourteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, so it's it's sorting one thirteen before one fourteen, regardless yeah. of the year. I'm like, God damn it! If you'd have done twenty fifteen dash one dash one three, we wouldn't have had this problem. I realize that's kind of more of a UK standard, but God damn it, I don't yeah. care. That's how you do it. It's how computers work, you fucks. So that pissed me off. As ads, I'm angry at Apple for that. I should have stuck with my goddamn voice recorder. I'd be able to write jokes better. Anyway, that's a lot of ranting and raving. But um, uh, yeah, I will not buy the <laughs> first gen Apple Watch. But anyway, uh, uh, um, let's see. Uh, Do we have anything else that we need to cover? This no, week? we don't need to cover anything. I'm trying to figure out. We get our Amazon Echo like two days after our next episode or something like that, uh, two or three oh, days after. Yeah. So, all right. As per usual, if you've got any tech questions or anything you want to hear about or uh, you know trends or anything else like that, uh, hit us up at uh, riffopolis.com. Go to the Vulgar Tech page. You can contact me or Alex via the contact form, or you can find me on Twitter at Rev Mitch, R-E-V-M-I-T-C-Z, that's cat, zebra, or RevMitch.com. doesn't matter if you use an H or a Z for the Mitch part of RevMitch.com. And you can hit Alex up on Twitter at A-L-E-X-M-A-N-D-E-L-B-E-R-G. And uh, and then you can yell at him about having a shitty uh, – <laughs> not even – I'm sorry. It's not A-L-X. It's just A-M-A-N-D-E-L-B-E-R-G. I apologize. A-M-A-N-D-E-L-B-E-R-G. I do. Need to change and then that. yell You're at him right. for having the worst Twitter handle of all time. <laughs> and we'll see you again next week. <laughs>